All right, all right, all right. Happy Monday, everybody. TGIM, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Uh, I want to give a special thank you to Rosanna for taking time out of her Monday to be with us. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, obviously, we'll jump into multiple topics. We're going to talk about uh, the main topic tonight is Armenia, actually. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. we're going ex- to expect callers and questions. And <laughs> as many callers as we can get today. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to do it. I just had to do it. Can I just make a comment that that was the most epic song in the world? And it was very long, by the way, but it was beautiful. It was so, very we love Viking music, Scottish so. or something, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It's toxic, go to war. You know, toxic masculinity. Actually. <laughs> 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 yeah, we if we could come into the podcast with a boat and just, we'd, we'd, yeah, and a bunch of people just rowing arms playing the drums and I'm on top lighting a fire or some shit and Edgar's back there just cracking a whip, we'd do it. But you know, we decided to just drive here instead. Yeah. And, uh, and wear my classic hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm happy to be in my original seat i know it felt weird for like two episodes we yeah, were kind of I, I was sitting where you're at and it was you don't well, like the attention you don't like the spot no 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 that's he, why he i don't, doesn't like the I don't attention th- that's why i don't say much <laughs> <laughs> i just wear a red hat and sit, sit here quiet. <laughs> yeah the red hat that says make america just a focal yeah. point here that doesn't really else. say anything but uh you know obviously we'll get into a lot of topics we'll be talking about family relationships uh, mm-hmm. dating world. But before we get into, you know, a lot of those topics, we kind of want to go back in history a little bit and talk a little bit about you. Because the first time you popped up as far as uh, on the social media scale, you created some videos where it got a lot of attention. People were like, mm-hmm. well, this, she's a funny, she's funny. I could relate to those stories. And it was like daughter, mom, or like just this Armenian woman, and it was it, it was kind of relatable. So I mean, how did how did you come up with stuff like that, and where did the inspiration come to kind of just go viral like that with the Armenian community? Well, I was overwhelmed one day and wanted to distract myself, and that's honestly what started these videos. Where I would just these random you know ideas would pop into my head of like, oh, that's funny, and. Um, It just came from real experience, whether it was my own or uh, relatives or I just observe when I'm in public, I just watch people, not in a creepy way. But, you know, I pay attention to the way they speak to each other and the way they react and respond. And I just think it's funny. And I recreate those moments and um, I put it out there because I just thought it was funny. I did not expect the reaction that I would get to the point where people started calling me a comic. That's one one thing I never thought I would ever hear in my entire life. And I don't think I will ever be comfortable to call myself a, a comic, to be honest with you. But, but you have to have it in you. It's not something that anybody can just create. Because to be able to do the characters that, mm-hmm. that you were doing, it's not like, okay, well, I'm just sitting home and I decide I've noticed some funny things going on around me. Let me try to post a video about it. Well, it, it, it that ha- does happen if you have ADD like I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it will happen where I will be, if I'm having a, st- a stressful moment 
and I'm really overwhelmed and I don't want to do the task in front of me, I will mentally check out and find ways to make myself feel better. And it's usually with comedy. And in general, like that's also how I cope is with comedy where I'll make fun of a situation like an everyday talk. And, um, you know, with my friends, I'm used to doing that. But, you know, I started recreating the scenarios just to make some of my friends laugh. And then it just kind of blew up. And then people were literally like DMing me and harassing me, like make us more videos. I was like, okay. So I kept doing them and then it just stuck. And then I realized um, it, you know, it opened a door for me to help people in a lot of different ways. It opened a door for me to communicate what I want to say in a way that just makes it go down easier, you know? Um, And I've actually had Armenian women reach out to me and were like, you know, that mom character, I'm that mom. (laughs) And, and, and I feel like a bad mom. I feel like a bad mother. And I'm like, well, you know, if the shoe fits, you can change, you know, you don't have to act like that all the time. So I think that's what makes the best comedy is, is if it's relatable, right? If Mm -hmm. you, if you look at the Kevin Hart's or, um, the Louis CK's or the Dave Chappelle's of the world, these guys all talk about things that are relatable. It's, it's, it's about their upbringing. It's about their family dynamics. And that's what makes them hilarious because otherwise, other comedians just talk about random things. I mean, nobody, nobody gets it. And a it. lot of them are lying. You know what I'm saying? The, one, the, the, the jokes that aren't funny, yeah. oh. <laughs> it's because there's no truth in it. Yeah, yeah. If there's any, so I'm a storyteller in general, right? I've done, I wrote my own play productions and put on big shows. Um, I write um, screenplays for movies. Um, I write poetry um so th- then there's the comedy component and then as far as marketing and sales and courses that I do it's still storytelling everything is storytelling so in general i tell stories and comedy is telling stories and you have to present it properly and it has to have truth in it if there's no truth in it people can't relate to it it's not funny it's not real and people know that like you know like what is what is this person saying Um, because it's not realistic and they can't bond with it. So whether you're trying to sell something, making a movie, writing a song, whatever, the the things that do the best are the ones that have truth in it. But a lot of people don't want to be vulnerable and tell the truth. And I think, you know, I went to a lot of these comedy shows thinking, I'm like, well, let me see what I can learn before I do stand-up and just see how others are doing it. A lot of them aren't funny. And it was really shocking to me. And I'm like, these people get a lot of airtime. You think, you know, I would be cracking up, and I wasn't. And what I realized is a lot of comedians have cop-outs where if they can't say something funny, they'll say something sexual. And it's always people that are, like, making sexual comments. I'm like, I know you're not getting laid like that. Like, you're not you're not doing what the things that you're saying you're doing, <laughs> you know, and you're trying to it's still something make, you can relate I, to. Well, I guess it depends on who you talk to. Um, you know what I'm saying? Ed, so there's Ed, just Ed a lot of cop-outs. <laughs> right, Ed? <laughs> Recently, we've, been, we've seen way too many videos, guys. Let's just leave that one. Because, like, the content that you create, like, obviously – when you say there's truth to it, the, that's why it's funny because there is truth to it. That's why it's funny. Yeah. One of the uh, a comedian that everybody knows, Russell Peters. Yeah. 
one of the first bits that he did or first stand-up shows that he did, uh, you know, he talked about Indians. He talked about mm -hmm. Chinese. I mean, mind you, a lot of people will look at him and be like, oh, my God, he's, that's so racist. But he's telling a story. He's telling a story about different cultures. And I, me personally, I think it's beautiful because it's hilarious as hell. And when you do some of the bits that you do as far as on your reels, like there's, there was this one where you did where, where it was – it was, kid, it was the daughter and the mother, daughter and father, and they're at a store, and he says something, and he says, you know, translate it for me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then they say no. It was like a no discount or something. And then he goes, tell him, you know, you know, where were you in Armenian for this? this, this, this? Goes, Don't translate that. And you're just like staring right at the camera. So like, like you could, I could see that happening to an Armenian family. Like I legit can see like that stubborn Parent. Do it on Asa. You just tell him. You go to Tunis. Just my, tell him. My favorite was when people would take me, like older folks would take me to dealership. This was back in the day before there were, you know, uh, every other block there was a, a leasing or a new vehicle purchase <laughs> office. We'd go and they'd be like, Asa Kashem Tavi. I'm like, listen, let me explain something to you. It actually is a disadvantage to them because... A, they don't know what to do with $30,000 cash. <laughs> and B, if you finance it, they get rebates from the bank, so they actually make more money. Um, so they don't care if you pay cash, actually. They, they prefer for you to finance <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. That's what I swear, dude, I've, I've had that happen to me dozens of times. Also yeah. cashing, <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll give it to you for 12. <laughs> have, you, have you guys seen that one bit where, uh, I think it was on Instagram or it was on Facebook, it was a reel again where uh, a family goes to a restaurant and they're having a meal and the waiter comes up to the family and goes, you know, I'll take your orders. He takes everybody's order and he goes to the mom or the grandma and he goes, uh, when, I mean, what would grandma like? And then he's translating. He goes, hey, grandma, what do you want? And then she goes, Hamburger? And he goes, okay. Uh, she wants a hamburger. And then he goes, oh, would you like fries or salad? And then he goes, grandma, fries or salad? Fries. <laughs> like everything she said was in English. English yeah. But there was like, like a, an unnecessary middleman there. And then, then he goes, well, what would you like to drink? And then she goes, would you like Coke, water? And she goes, Coke. Like like <laughs> unnecessary translator right in the middle of that. It's, it's kind of, see, those stories are all relatable because everybody's going to see that in one one time or another in their life, whether it's through your own family or when you're at the restaurant and yeah. they're sitting across the table from you. Well I, well, I think comedy has become very challenging because so many people try to be politically correct, right? You try to say things to not offend anybody, but, but if you notice the ones who are actually excelling and, I mean, filling up Madison Square Garden and you name it, these 20,000, 30,000 um, seat arenas it's, it's the ones that don't care they have a following they say whatever they want the ones who who are being very cautious walking around eggshells type of comedy it's not funny anymore because you have to push buttons yeah you exactly you'll, yeah. Catch, you'll catch them at flappers but yeah. if, you, if you push buttons you're censored <laughs> what do you do then well anyone that pushes buttons today is censored well i guess it depends on what buttons you're pushing <laughs> Bro, I, Chappelle was one of them. I mean, yeah. Dave Chappelle. But he's not cancelable, bro. He's just not cancelable. It yeah. backfires every time. And he's from, he lives in Cleveland. 
Is By he? the way, yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. You were in. You're from Cleveland. I'm from right? Cleveland. Yeah. You were born in Cleveland. I was born in Sacramento, but I was raised in Cleveland. I lived in Cleveland since I was nine. Actually, I was. We went back and forth between Ohio and California when I was younger a lot. Um, so I was born in Sacramento, and then from like two to four or two to five, I was in Cleveland. Moved to Sacramento for three years, and then came back. Um, three, four years, and then came back to Cleveland and just stayed there. And then Cleveland, of all places. And, yeah, and I was there until I was 25, went to Florida for a year, and then I came to L.A. I was telling her, I was like, she's with well, like travel guest that's from Cleveland that we've had. Who else was from Cleveland? Josh was from Cleveland. Yes, Josh. Aran Najarian was from Cleveland. Who else did we have? We had, we had a bunch of people. Did you know Aran's family's from Cleveland? We had a bunch of people from no, Cleveland, Ohio. Where don't, I think more, bro. We've had four or five. Wasn't Siaka from Cleveland as well? Yeah, Matt he says was. he was born in Cleveland. And, oh, yeah. Matt Matt was, Matt was from Cleveland. Cleveland as well. Really? Yes. I'm telling you, bro. We had I think a bunch that's of where Matt's dad went to medical school, if I'm not mistaken. Right? I think it's a sign oh. for us to move the podcast to Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> I don't know. The studio rent is much cheaper, I'm sure, right? Oh, yes. How was how it like living in Cleveland versus... Miami or Florida and LA. Sacramento. Um Sacramento's boring, right? <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> nothing to do with Sacramento. Um Cleveland, well, the winters suck because it's very cold and it snows a lot and yeah. it just lasts forever. Like six months of winter. You know, so um it's just very long it's just dark and cold. Um Cleveland has its perks in the sense of the people there are really amazing. They're really kind. Um, they, you know, people take care of each other. It is very segregated, though. I didn't realize how segregated segregated it was until I left. Until I like came to LA, I was like, wow, people in LA are pretty mixed t- together. Um, in Cleveland, you have packet pockets of like, this is where the um, you know, Palestinians live, and this is where the Ukrainians live, and this is where this lives, and that lives, and that lives. Like, there's a lot of diversity, but they're segregated. They're all in their own. They're all little, in their little neighborhoods, little communities, and um, so there's that. But I would say overall, the people there are really kind. Um, so that's the one thing I really like about Cleveland is just people really Midwest in general. Just yeah, the Midwest culture yeah, yeah. is very, you know, people take care of each other. Except um, when your superstar basketball player leaves the city, <laughs> then they go out and just terrorize the entire city and burn his jersey in the middle of town. I mean, can you blame them? The guy brought a championship. To well, no, this was prior to him bringing a championship. He decided to go to Miami. Well, yeah, yeah, Everybody right. lost their yeah. shit. You know, I sang for the Cavs. Did you? I did. I sang for the o- an opening game for them. And sing as in national, national anthem. anthem. No, I sang a different song. I just sang a song with a group of people. I put a little choir together, and I sang for an opening game. I think it was in March was of that year. So it was that year? that year that we won the championship. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. this was this was when Kyrie was there. LeBron. Yeah, it was like when we were at the the best in our sports. So wait too. a minute, you. How old were you when you moved from Sacramento to Cleveland? Uh, I was like one, two okay, So you were a baby. Old. And then how long did you live in Cleveland for? Until I was 25. Oh, that's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. Jeez. But your accent does come from there, right? Like, yeah. start getting into it. You could hear. If, well, if I get the valley girl if, if I get mad or excited, Cleveland you will. <laughs> the hood in me will come out a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, 
I mean, can you blame this? I mean, imagine the the amount of revenue the guy brought. I'm not a LBJ fan, but the, the amount of revenue that guy brought to Cleveland. And he did a lot ridiculous. for the community too. He he built a school. He gave so yeah. many scholarships. Um, one of my friends actually was his neighbor, so I saw his house. Yeah. And I mean, overall, he's he's been a great role model, I think, because no mm-hmm. scandals. His wife, no scandals. His kids, you don't yeah. hear anything bad. Yeah, he just has to not talk politics. Exactly. If you would it. just stick to playing basketball and not... Yeah, do you know, what you do best. Yeah. Play basketball. Shut up and dribble <laughs> kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure Harry's, Harry's going to say LeBron is the GOAT, but... Are you serious? I don't think yeah. uh, Harry's going to say that. One day Were I you a fan of LeBron James? I don't care about sports, so... That's the best way to... That. Well, I mean, Cleveland hasn't had the best reputation with sports, whether it's the that Cleveland is Browns, true. whether it's the Cavs. I mean, but even if it did, like, it wouldn't change anything for me. Like, the only basketball game I went to was the one I sang at, and then there was a football game I sang for too. That I only that was the reason why I was there. Browns game? I'm um, yeah. no, it was a different. I don't even remember the name of the, the team. Browns, no, it was an indoor. Oh, was it was an oh, indoor football. Probably or like XFL or something. I don't even know. So I'm just like not a sports person. Baseball, I went to a baseball game and I was bored within 20 minutes. Like I just, I'm not a sports. Well, baseball girl. game you go. Just if I'm playing it, then that's different. But if I'm just watching it, like oh, it's like a punishment. I, I still enjoy going to baseball games more than any other sport. Any other sport I think hockey's the best going to watch. That's my well, hockey's exciting. Yeah. But as far as... Because they hit each other. Baseball <laughs> games are long, so you don't have to pay attention. You get to just chill and... You just don't pay just, attention. Yeah, you you walk, not that you don't have to. Yeah. Nobody you watch here and there. And, it's like a picnic. Yeah, it's like a picnic, exactly. As <laughs> long as you don't get into a fight, you're okay. <laughs> that's when, that's what happens at Dodger games. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. <laughs> you go to a Dodger game, you just wear Dodger blue and just shut up and just watch the game. Don't shut do anything Shut up and else. look cute. Yeah, basically. Eat that hot dog. So, Harry, one day I got to bring my good friend Menwan. You guys need to debate on who's the GOAT because you think by far it's LeBron. I do. He, he'll he say otherwise, Jordan or something. Yeah, I think most of most sports fans would disagree with that. But I think sports are overrated. Let's talk about the comedy. <laughs> so, okay, so 25 years in Cleveland, Ohio, and mm-hmm. you mentioned this on your IG as well. And it's something we, I, you know, we want to bring up. Uh, you've got siblings. I do. You've got eight brothers. Eight brothers. Eight brothers from the same parents. Yes. I was gonna say same mom. That was the next question. (laughs) Like from the yeah. Do they not have a TV? Yeah. Like yes. My mom raised us. (laughs) Trojans. My. Oh, that's good. I mean, big family is great. My, you know, my parents did their part in repopulating Armenia. So. And are, are, you're, they, are you the youngest? No. Okay, you're not. Because so I was going to be like, middle or? Is there a middle if there's ten kids? Like, what's what's so considered two? Nine. Yeah, what, ten? There's, there's, there's actually sister. eleven of us. One oh, of my shit. brothers is in heaven, but you know, oh. so. So there's every time, oh, you know. So there's ten of you now. So there's so you have nine siblings. Yes, ten living. Eight brothers and one sister. Yeah, so I have six older brothers. Shit. And then there was then there's me. So it was technically seven boys and then me. And then there's three younger than me. Two younger brothers, one younger sister. I was the first girl. Look at that. When well, I, when I say I have a bunch of brothers, people are like, "Oh, that makes sense." I feel, I feel <laughs> like the, I mean, I feel like the story behind this was like mom and dad got married, 
they had a kid, it was a boy, and they're like, all right, you know what? He needs a brother or sister. And then they had a second, it was a boy. Like, you know what? Let's just let's go for another one. Maybe it's a girl. They went for it. Another boy, like shit. You know, let's try it again. <laughs> boy, fuck. Let's try it again. Boy, god damn it. Let's try it one more time. Boy. And then when you were born, damn it, like, Bez. We did it. And they're like, but she needs a sister. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was another boy. They're like, god damn it. Let's try it one more time. And then they Keep had going. and then they had sister. Yeah. Well, she's not the youngest. There's one after her, but well, Rebecca, you, you could yeah, Rebecca, Rebecca has in Arizona has seven, seven or eight, seven, eight kids, right? Nowadays, and she's our age, fine. so yeah, it's a newer generation. Definitely. I think she's a whole year older than me, maybe a little younger than you. Yeah, I think she is. She's a couple of years younger than me. But you know, it's also like I grew up in in Sacramento, the community I was a part of over there. It's more of a religious community where they did not believe in birth control. And all of the families have eight, nine, ten kids. So I, I was constantly around big Armenian families. So I didn't know that was weird until I realized it was weird. You know, when he, um, I came to LA and they all had two kids. Well, well no, when to, I when I moved to Cleveland when I was nine, ten years old, and we would meet these families that have like two, three kids. I'm like, that's it. Like, where's the rest? Where's everybody else? They didn't bring the entire family. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they don't have any more kids. Is something wrong? Because, like, that's what I was used to. Everybody in Sacramento has a huge family. Yeah, so I sure, thought that sure. was just an Armenian thing. But it's not. It was just that community that, you know. How old were your... Well, what's the age difference between the youngest and the oldest? Um, 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my oldest brother is, a, is almost 11 years older than me. So that can't be it. I'll tell you this. My nephew, my oldest nephew, and my youngest brother are 10 months apart. Oh, shit. Ah, okay. Damn. Okay. So there's there's a big gap. Yeah, like my oldest nephew, he's tw- 22? 22. 22. Yeah. My brother's would, 21. Now, <laughs> growing up in such a large family, which I think is beautiful. I, I wish I could manage that many kids, but... I don't. I can't. Well, not, just, not in Los Angeles. <laughs> they they just take care of each other. My brothers raised me. Yeah. You know. So. Would you, when when you get married, no. would you want to have that many kids? Anywhere close she to that? She knew right away. <laughs> like a, if you were no. the question, no. it's like that 40, Al Bundy thing. Forty percent of it. Forty. No. Thirty. Twenty percent. I don't think. Wait, she's hold on. Do you like, want to have kids? For a long time, I didn't because I raised my siblings, and I'm like the same. Same fun. Same for me. Nope. Yeah. Um, Because I didn't really get to enjoy my childhood, like, fully. I had to, you know, take care of children and clean the house and whatever. Um, But now that I'm 31 and, you know, you, I've had a level of independence. I've lived on my own for a while and I have a career and all this stuff. And you're like, well, I want my own family. So I think I would want, like, two kids or maybe I want to adopt a child from Armenia. But... You know the process is kind of hectic, right? Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. So I I do want children, but um, maybe when I'm like 35, like in four years. Four Let years. me get married first. That's that's a whole miracle on its own. Is it? It's just why the playing field isn't. There's the brother. There aren't eight, too many all-stars. Eight brothers watching over you. She's like, oh, every time I go on a date, I, they all get beat up. <laughs> no, no, my Do brothers you mention to them that you have eight brothers or older brothers? I used to, and then it dawned on me. I'm like, I wonder if they have all these assumptions of what that's going to be like 
with eight brothers because my brothers are not very involved in my life like that. Like they don't care. Um, they're very, you know, like do do what you want to do. It's not they don't get involved or like threaten. Everyone people move out or, to LA or some of your brothers. One of my brothers lives here um, in in LA, and they've we've all had our turn of like living in different states and moving back and forth. The majority of my family lives in Ohio. Um, I have two brothers in Sacramento, one brother here in LA, but yeah, I, I realized when I would mention it on a date, like, Oh, I have, you know, they're like, so do you have siblings? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have, I have siblings. So what about you? You know, like, Oh, but you didn't tell me. I'm like, I have a brother. It's just <laughs> under your breath. And then they would, plenty, huh? they, they would be shocked. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So you're scared. But I realized if a man is afraid and, you're all men, so you could correct me if I'm wrong. If he's afraid, chances are he's not a real healthy person. Yeah. So, you know? I get it. Well, it makes but, sense. But these days, and and I guess that's what we're going to Especially get. at this age, come on. You know? In, in today's climate, I don't know. I mean, are there very many men left out there as far as... Because we're being labeled as toxic Masculinity, you know, she knows that. Well, I've experienced toxic masculinity a lot, so that is a thing. Can you you define what that is? Yes, I can. And perspective, because here it is the thing is, toxic masculinity is real and it is a thing, but let's define what that means because masculinity in its essence is not toxic, it is needed and it is healthy. But yeah, a lot of guys, but listen, a lot of guys are toxic and they think, well, I'm just masculine. No, you're not. You're actually very feminine. And that's why you're toxic because sample, sample. loosen the jeans a little before you say that. Right. Is that, huh? what, is that what you say to the men? Loosen up the jeans a little bit. I, what does that mean? You know how they wear these skin tight jeans. Oh, loosen up the jeans. I, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's what you know what it is. It's, it's jeans. <laughs> you have, you have guys that are, um, afraid of rejection, afraid of commitment, afraid yeah. of standing up for what they believe, afraid of their convictions. Do you think that has to do with the guy or that's just human? No, that's Every, the man. Because everything you said could apply to I a woman that, as well. No, no, no. But you have to listen. No? Men and women are very different. Like as a man, you're we called agree. to be a leader. You're called to be a leader. You're called to be um, in a place of, you know, I'm not, let's just focus on men. I'm not, I don't want to compare a woman's role right now, but like you're asking me to define what toxic masculinity is. A toxic male is someone who doesn't take responsibility for himself. So uh, if a man plays a victim, is scared, um, uses the rejection, well, I'm afraid of rejection. Go get help if you're afraid of You're 36 years old and you're afraid of rejection. A man has to get used to rejection. This is insane to me. Like, (laughs) y'all used to to go to war at 15 and you're, I'm afraid to ask a girl out. Come on. What if she says no? You don't blame the generation. Like when we grew up, you just walked up to a person, talked yeah, to them. Yeah, I think social media. Yeah, social media. I think one porn has ruined a lot of men. It ruins your brain. It, yes. You know, a yes. man has to have a level of anxiety that pushes him to take risk. When you watch porn, it removes that from your brain, and you're just complacent and you become passive. And trauma. Yes, this is what is. I realized is <laughs> is. <laughs> Is tra- trauma creates passivity in men, and they become more feminine. So instead of pursuing, they become on the receiving side. 
They want a woman to pursue them, a woman to chase them, a woman to blah, blah, blah. That's what women are asking for today. No, uh, they're not. Look, no, they're so not. When when men try to be, sh- like, bring back chivalry, it doesn't exist. Like, Listen, you still you, do if, that, if, though. If a guy opens the door for a woman, she's going to turn around and be like, I can open my own door. Let her. Let her. But that's not a woman. No. You can, then he has Th- to then, stop then going Then don't date her. her. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, be you, be healthy. If they got a problem with that, goodbye. When you have don't... you opened the door for a woman and you get backlash? Oh, not me. No, that's, no, no. That, if you look, open a wo- that, if you bullshit. open the door for a woman and she's got a problem with that, you know very quickly she's not a healthy person. Move on. Yeah. It's it, very the, simple. The same people, the same group who created the term conspiracy theory, created the term toxic masculinity. Really. They're responsible for that? Well, it's I not the CIA. It's, oh, that's okay. What I mean by it, there's, <laughs> there's a group of idiots that <laughs> created this to, to cause all of this chaos because, I mean, we've talked about it on the show. They're, they're, the, the purpose of all this, which started about 60 years ago, is to get rid of the nuclear family, is so that they create a divide between a man and a woman in, an hou- in a household. You said your mom was a stay-at-home mom, right? Yes. You guys had, all, all, with all the family members you had i'm sure she had to be but all of that has changed today a lot of moms have to go to work one is because things have become so expensive but also it's that the expectations have changed and for example jordan peterson talks about this how what they teach in school these days is women need to be career driven they need to focus on their career forget about having a family forget about the fact that you have a biological clock and all these different things you got to think about Focus on your career, but career is not going to, I don't think it gives an, whether man or woman, it gives you the fulfillment that a family does. You can, you can make a million dollars a year, but again, this is for most people. There are some people that shouldn't have kids because that's just, they've chosen not to have kids. I know even married couples who, who've talked amongst themselves and said, listen, we're, we're getting married, but we don't want to have kids. We just want to have the freedom to do what we, we want, when we oh, want. A lot yeah. of families I yeah. know are having trouble having kids. That's another issue. Well, that's, a whole that's, a whole yeah. that's a whole different Can I make a no, comment in what you said? It's more common sure. today than ever, guys. Yeah, infertility. It's from the garbage in our food and environment. But Water. I want to make a comment of this thing. of I don't know if the statistics or the truth of sure. behind what you just said, but I will say this. Toxic masculinity is a thing. Women were oppressed for a very long time. So women rebelled against that because we wanted to be treated fairly and to have equal value status as a man. So feminism, when I I believe personally, when it first was birthed, it's this thing of we have the same value as a man. We don't do what. Right. But that's not what people believed. And that's why there was such a rebellion. But it went so far that now women are wanting to be men. And there's this thing called biology that your body cannot do what a man can do in the sense of there are certain things that make us sick that don't make men sick. But with that being said, does it mean feminism failed women? I think it's starting to because I consider myself... I consider myself a feminist in the sense of I believe that women and men have same value status so if a woman wants to focus on her career she has the choice to do that does that mean she wants to be a man no does that mean she believes masculinity is toxic no i mean if i showed you guys my dms the stuff that i get accused of 
on a daily basis but because men get accused too but well, women get i'm not saying men don't but i'm okay. the focus out, here right now that what we're talking about is women so i don't want to keep going back and forth yeah, if okay. men do this and women do that but in the sense of i think there was such a intense reaction from women is because we couldn't buy a in house what sense, though, for right? example we couldn't buy a house without a man's permission Mm-hmm. When, what do, year was this? We couldn't do this or that unless we were married. We couldn't take out loans. We couldn't blah 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 blah. You know, like there was so much well, that. Well, you, it's okay. The reason you couldn't take out loans is because back then, what you're talking about is you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, because most women didn't work. So yeah. if you didn't have the income, you you couldn't. Take right, out and we loan. weren't even allowed to it's work. It's not because it's allowed a female and you were. There was a time rejected. where women couldn't work. What year was this? 50s, 60s. I'm not sure. We could Google it. <laughs> We, but I'm so saying the, the feminism of the 90s pushed into the 2000s and they outdid themselves is what it is. Yeah, today I, I they're think responsible for everything that's going I on. I think there there, you know, there has been this push of like telling certain people lies of what a man's role is, what a woman's role is. And I don't want to put too much attention on this because there are so many nuances and I don't want people to hear something that I'm not saying. Um I think at the end of the day, the point of it is women and men have equal value. If a woman wants to have kids, she can't. If she doesn't want to have kids, she cannot have kids. You know, like that is her choice. But to tell a woman, hey, you're not going to be fulfilled unless you have children. I don't think it's in anyone's place to say something like that. You know, you don't know what she's been through in her past. Maybe she's infertile. You know, like you don't know. It's a very sensitive topic that I don't think anyone should tell a woman if she should should or shouldn't have children. Um, but I do agree in the sense of there is a part of us that I think is very nurturing and desires a family, and that is a beautiful thing. And um, I think the lie that a lot of us believed personally is this whole nine-to-five job thing is a good thing for you. And it's not. It's not good for women's bodies. It's not good for your hormones. Um, that's why I actually teach people the online core stuff because I don't think anybody should work, a man or woman, nobody should be working a nine to five. I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. You can make more money working for yourself, having four hour work days, and have the freedom to be with your kids. But how does then how does society function if everybody just worked for themselves? Who would work at Walmart or at Amazon or there should be a know. stepping stone type. Stone yeah, type I mean, job, right? listen, you can You're hire more school. people. You can hire more people that work sm- shorter shifts. And that's the thing is like, I don't know. I'm a firm believer that you can develop yourself as a human being to be really smart and to pick one thing that you like and become really good at it and teach someone that craft, teach someone that skill and make money with it and become a coach. Now, is that for everybody? No, because not everyone has that drive and the discipline to do that. But if you get a, you know, low income job, I just, I don't know. I just don't think that's healthy. I, uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, it's, it's a very smart idea as far as, yeah, you shouldn't work nine to five. You should have your own kind of career or your job where you can work from home, be with the family, but not everybody is programmed that way yeah and i understand and that ed yeah, was mentioned sure. ed, ed mentioned something very briefly uh he said you know the kids should work or like 16 17 year olds should kind of work at those walmarts or those exactly apples. but here's what happens when a 16 year old or 17 year old works at 
place like that and they get comfortable. Next thing you know, life moves very quickly here. Not as fast as New York, but... Or Cleveland. A, or Cleveland. But in a blink of an eye, you look back, you go, holy shit, I, I started here when I was 16. I'm 25 now. So... And it, then it, they argue the minimum wage. Yeah, and then they, they argue that it's not enough. So it's... I get what you're saying. I totally understand. But the human species and the culture that we live in, it just it, it we're programmed in a way where as soon as there's a little bit of comfort, I'll tell you this much, more than 90% of the people will continue to stay in that comfort We become zone. complacent. Yeah. But the thing is the world is changing, and now with social media, these teenagers are making millions. And it's, it's, it's very, the people. What percent, of it's, what percent of us? What percent of us? No, it's not. It's less. Not. It's, le it's less than it's 1% of the 1%. Absolutely right. Less than that. You look at a lot of these social media accounts where these kids are flexing online and stuff. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, the what's it, what are those stupid rappers, bro? Those tattooed up kids. What are their names? The Island guys. Boys. Oh, the Island. Yeah, yeah. These morons. Hey, don't talk shit about okay, me. Okay, so listen to this. These morons posted something. Uh, two weeks ago and they removed the post and if anybody could find it I'd love to see it again so they posted something with a bunch of hundred dollar bills in their hands like like using it as a phone somewhere were on the floor guess what it said on those hundred dollar bills for motion picture use only Ooh. so when they post shit like that and kids see it they go well I want to be like him look at all that money he's making but the reality of it is it's it's not what it's it's not what it is on this goddamn phone. It's not what it is. Uh, all the people, you know, well, yeah, saying, if you're faking and flex, that's not what I'm talking it's about. It's a but, fake it till you make it scenario, and a lot of people don't, don't make don't, it. I don't agree with that because I'm in this industry of coaching and courses. It is the easiest way, fastest way to make money. Where on social on, media? On social, yeah, on social media. You just pick something that you like and teach people how to do it. Coach them through the process. Get them from point A to point B, and you're the bridge that helps them to get to the, the goal that they want, that transformation that they want, and you can make money doing that. I've just seen it too much, and I've done it too much, and, and I just think in the next 10, 15 years, I'm not sure people are going to be working at Walmart. Who you know is? what I'm saying? Like, Who's I think, I think a show? lot of things are going to change, and a lot of jobs are going to disappear, and a lot of things are going to become way more electronic. So, Look, the only reason why I say it is because in, in my line of work, especially in real estate, the past two years, we had an influx of new agents coming in into the industry. Why? Because they saw a bunch of people post online, oh, look at how much money I'm making. I sold this house. I sold that house. This is how much my commission check was. Oh, look, I bought this Rolex. Oh, I, I bought this. But... These past two years showed a very sh small snippet of what the actual industry is. Mm -hmm. And I'll promise you this, in the next 6 to 12 months, we're going to see a major shift as far as who is going to survive in the industry. Why? Because these kids and these new people coming into the industry haven't felt what the business can actually do to you on a financial, mental, and physical level mm -hmm. so I, I get what you mean as far as like you know pick something you're good at and, and keep doing it the problem is is everybody looks for the easy route for it and when they see that it's not easy and they don't see results right away what they do is well this isn't for me let me find something else well this yeah and that's why coaches exist to help people and you know we can't 
we can't make general statements of everybody or, you know, we don't actually know that, but this is what I can say in the, you know, five years I've been coaching, coaching and doing this. It's, you don't want you can't work for everybody. You can't work with everybody. And someone, you know, when people make the statement, if I'm taking a discovery call, for example, and they're like, well, I want to do X, Y, and Z first to see if it sells. Can you go back? Discovery call. Discovery so, call is like a, a potential client call. We hop on a call to see if. Due if, diligence, basically. If, if yeah. I can um, coach them, basically, if they want to sign up. I want to understand the steps. How does yeah. someone, okay, I want to be coached by okay, so, so, so let me, the steps? I'll give you an example of a co coaching is, I'll give you a real life example. That's something that I've been into since 1998 when I first joined Primerica. 1998, that was my first exposure to actual coaching outside of team sports, business coaching. Now, I didn't make much money in Primerica because I was young and I was, I made a lot of mistakes. So coaching is something that I've been a advocate of for a long time. Mentorship, I think even, I guess you can say it's relatively the same thing. Mentorship to me is more valuable than coaching. But here's the, here's the issue that I have. For instance, on Instagram right now, there's three different people that are selling um, courses, seminars, whatever you want to call it, about how to start your own senior living facility. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I've talked to all three of them. What they're selling is not reality. That's, that's the challenge that I have is because I'm in that line of work okay? and I know that business inside mm -hmm. out. And what they're selling is, first of all, it's kind of like those restaurants that They'll open one or two ice, ice cream shops or a burger spot, and they're like, oh, we're franchising. How the hell are you franchising? Why don't you open 8, 10, 15 of them? See if you can scale before you franchise. Same thing with these guys. I've had these conversations with them. I'm like, how many homes do you own? They're like, one. I'm like, so now you're teaching me how to open 10. You only have one. How can you teach me how to open 10 if you only have one? Well, same thing in our industry. Same thing in our industry. You, I think you have to pick something that you can actually teach. So, for example, maybe their goal isn't to teach how to open 10, but how to open one. No, no, no. Their goal is what they're... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they need to adjust their goal because that's not honest. But even to open one, I don't think they're, they're at that level to teach because it's and i'll explain to you why because for example one of these girls who's selling the program she lives in arizona she has no idea what the market is like in la as far as wages goes as far as finding clients mm -hmm. uh the rents none of it the expenses overhead she has no idea so for her to try to sell something in la or to try to let's say teach me how to open one up i'm going to fail i'm most likely going to fail because she hasn't she doesn't have enough experience to walk me through the hurdles mm -hmm. that's what i mean there's too many fake coaches, and I think that's what he's trying to say, is there's yeah. too many, you know, fake it till you make it type of people out there. And it's hard to weed out actually who's credible and who can guide you through the steps. So I, that me personally, I love coaching. Yeah. Uh, you guys know I've, 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 I've had a real estate coach for, well, I had a real estate coach for well over five years, which is fun. Um, and with him, it was kind of like a, it was really a hands-on sort of thing. It was like communication, talking to people, uh, marketing, all that stuff. And then recently, you know, I, I get so many like DMs and calls where they call and they, when they hit you up and they go, I could show you how you could do uh, 50 sales uh, in a matter of six months. And I go, please enlighten me. Yeah. 
if and someone DMs you anything like that, you shouldn't be responding to them. I get it. I get it. I go <laughs> when they call especially, they go. I go, please enlighten me. Uh, you know, we got this amazing social media program, and uh, the leads will be coming in like this. Well, I go, okay, what kind of leads are they? Sellers, leads, buyers, what are you guys doing? Well, we're calling people for you. And I'm like, bro, I've been doing this for 13 years, and my coach has told me, you call people, communicate with people, door knock, all the fundamentals. All, the fundamentals. Yeah. Why would I pay you to go out and do that when I could do it myself, and they'll see who I am instead of, Imagine this. Imagine I'm, I call Armand or I call you and I say, hey, Rosanna, you know, uh, my name is Tom. I'm a, you know, I work for XYZ company. I work for Arno's team. Uh, we wanted to know if you might be interested in selling your property. Um, do you have a couple of minutes stuck? And let's say you are interested. Yeah. And then they goes, uh, well, I'll have Arno call you. That, I mean, right off the bat, I promise you this. A seller, a buyer, a client, whoever it is, is going to be like, all right, so somebody else called me to connect me with you. Whereas if I'm calling myself to a seller or a buyer, it's a more intimate conversation. I'm here to yeah, help. You're not going to reach as many people as that right. group would. And I, 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 You know what? I'll tell you this. There Maybe they're like pretty much... It, uh, it's a personal touch out business out, but you can't. You can't. It's a personal this touch is, you're talking. You're talking about robocalls, man. You're talking about guys that are on dialers. Basically... Dialing three numbers at once, whoever picks up, they hang up on the other two. And they talk to that one. And then they're so glad I'm on the other two. So, yeah, let me make this statement. Maybe we can transition out of this topic. (laughs) Um, When I. But before we do, I want to ask you like, let's say someone comes and says, Rosanna, I need you to coach me. How does that process work? For example, Edgar wants to. So she said the discovery, right? Yeah, so it starts with me asking. Well, are you wanting to create an online business and course? Because that's my specialty. So if someone's like, "Can you run my ads?" No, I'm no. That's I'm not doing that for you. So there are certain things that I just don't do, um, and I don't put attention to because I don't think running ads, for example, is actually going to work. So I'll have I'll we'll discuss like what exactly are you trying to do? And you're like, well. You know, um, I'm a therapist and I want to create courses and have an online uh, program to help people heal from trauma, for example. It's like, okay, let's hop on a call. Let's hop on a discovery call. And I walk them through the process of like, listen, this is the commitment that it takes to make this. Um, It's going to be a minimum five months with me. And then I see, do they have a social media presence? If it's no... It's a longer commitment. If there's, if it's yes, they already have some type of a following. They've established content and people know who they are. It's a little bit different. So I see where they're at, what they're thinking, what their niche is. If they don't have a niche, I help them find that and really pinpoint down on what they're trying to accomplish. And then from there, I help them build their course. What are you trying to say? How are you trying to say? What is the, the goal that you're taking them to, the transformation that you're offering? Now, what are all of the steps you have to go through to get there? And if someone tries to bullshit me, I will call it out. I'm like, what are your results? Give me your proof. Well, I, no, 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 we're not doing this. If you don't have proof, we're not doing it, right? So I'm not saying you have to be above and beyond an expert, but you need to be at least three to five steps ahead of someone where you can get them some type of ta- uh, tangible change in their life. And not just BS your way through. Because I've had students that are like, well, I heard stocks are really hot right now, so maybe I should teach them. Like, have you ever 
Have you ever? Do you have any TD Ameritrade account? I'm like, do you? I'm like, do you? Have you ever put money in stocks? No. Have you ever made money with stocks? No. You're not doing anything with stocks, okay? Pick something that you're all actually good see, at. I like that approach. That's a, see, her approach so is different. Not everybody's a client. That's no, I I push people away. There was this one. Um, he was actually a. I won't say his background because I don't want people to figure it out. But he was a famous celebrity. Let me just leave it at that. And he was a he was in sports or whatever, and he wanted to transition into coaching men on how to be men, how to be manly men. Um, Trying to be the next Andrew Tate. Whatever. Um, And he was, so when we were on the call and I'm like, oh, I could definitely make a hundred thousand dollars off of this guy. If I took the job for sure, minimum a hundred grand ready to pay. And yeah. And um, the longer I listened to him, I'm like, this guy's a total narcissist. Like he's just not healthy. And I'm like, do I want this man to reproduce himself? And, (laughs) help him get there and i was just like nah i'm good you know and i like this no i was like you, no no no. you, you encouraged him to get a vasectomy <laughs> i just so there's been people that i ref, i have refused to work with or if you know because the money's not the thing for me for me it's like i'm putting a lot of time and energy to get you from point a a to point z and i'm creating a business for you okay so in my you know? case what would you do for me i know i don't really know you like I, that so so <laughs> no, because I, instead of you asking for a hypothetical, a real life example would be senior living facilities, right? I, okay. I said, I know ins and outs. I can teach people how to do it. And he wants yes. to open 20 of them. The reason why. How I, many do you have opened? Two. Okay. The reason I don't teach people how to do it is because a lot of people have come to me and said that we'll pay you to help us. I'm like, listen, let me tell you what the numbers are before. Don't believe in the, the you know mm-hmm. myth, these stories you hear in the market. That's not what it is. The issue is, I'm brutally honest. So if you if you come to me and say, oh, I heard I can make you know 200 grand a year, no, you can't. You, this is how much you can make. Are you okay with that? And let's move forward. That that's. So let's say, how how would you help somebody like me that knows the business? I can teach somebody to do it. If I can do it in LA, I can do it anywhere in the country. Most places, maybe. Yeah. Except New York, New York. and a few other places. Yeah. Are the exception because, but so what would would you create the like the uh, actual marketing material, or you would create the? No, step I would by teach you how or? to do that. So my job is as your coach is to come mm-hmm. in and get into the details of what you are going to be teaching. So I'll ask you first. What is the end goal? So by the time they do, they're done taking your course and done coaching with you, what will they have that they didn't have before? All the steps on how, how to start the business, how to hire, how to, you know, whether to buy, to rent, um, marketing, how to get clients, everything. So they would be able to create a professional, successful well, the success is going to be based. It'll on, be based on yeah, them, right? Yeah. So they would they would know how to accurately um, start a was it hospice? No, uh, senior living. Senior living. Ho- hospice. Too many people are already. So senior it's living. Funny. So they would they would know how to accurately create and launch a senior living facility. Correct. Okay, yeah. so by the time they're done taking your course and your coaching program, they would get that. So then we would go through all of the steps on it takes to get that. And then um, what content can you create that will 
start a conversation with you that will lead to, you know, that will bring them to you in the sense of now you have a lead, right? And my role is to come in and make sure you're teaching everything you need to teach. So I ask you question after question. I look over your script. Um, Whenever you say something, I'm like, hey, you said this. What do you mean? Because you're using terms that the average person doesn't understand. So I would really help you pull it apart and create something from start to finish that is really going to get people results. And then I have tasks for you to do where you go get proof that you know what you're doing. And then I show you what to do with that, what type of content to create to grow your following on social media. Mm -hmm. When you um, get a call, say someone is interested, what do you say on the call? Right. You know, and then what are you offering? How much are you charging? What are you calling it? How are you building your class? All of those, every little step I'm involved in that process. So uh, there's if you're coaching with me, there is no way for you to fake it because I will fire you as my student. Yeah. You know, like I don't work with people who don't get results. So if you're um, if you're faking it, you're not going to sign up with me. And I'll be be able to, you know, very quickly figure out if you're the real deal or not in your industry. And you don't have to. um, This is what I say, because imposter syndrome really is a thing where people are like, I'm not at that level to do X, Y and Z. That's not true. If you are a few steps ahead and you're like, I really genuinely know how to do this thing, whatever this thing is, I know how to Mm -hmm. get this specific result. You can start a class, even if it's a, a little bit more of a general class. You can start with that, and as you develop and you grow, you can make bigger things. You can charge more, you know. For what you're doing, you could charge up to ten thousand dollars more, easy, probably easy, more than that. Easy, yeah. You he know, makes it on his OnlyFans right now. <laughs> That's hot. Speaking of that, how do I grow? <laughs> uh, no, but it's so. Th- that makes sense now. No, no, no. It makes I wanted sense to now. bring it a real life example because it, it is something I've thought about, but but I've always. I don't know why I've 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 never liked the idea of um, teaching others to do what I do because I always feel like people have this impression that or this perception that um, well if if you know how to do it why are you teaching me how to do it now there's there's a ways of approaching it yeah don't create a story in your head that's not real no no you know? look that's why in the beginning I started with I said since 1998 which is 24 yeah. years. I've been involved with, I mean, these guys know, been to God knows how many boot camps and courses and this and that, and I've taught a lot of sales courses myself as far as for, for large uh, sales organizations, but I've never charged for anything because to me it's like, it's, remember I, a couple of years ago I posted something on Facebook. I said I'm selling my book on how to make a million dollars, and if enough, if, if enough of you buy it. That's basically what the book is about. If I can sell enough of these yeah. books, I'll make a million dollars, and so can you. Sell, <laughs> sell each book That's for a funny. dollar, try to sell a million of them. <laughs> you know what? It is? It's, it's the approach as well. Like, for example, uh, some of the team members that I have right now that are approaching me, they'll come for guidance. Mind you, I am taking a cut off you know, the yeah. commission check, but at the same time, it's like if you don't get Mind paid... You. See, if you he don't charges get, for it. Yeah, I've never if you don't get, for it. Yeah, See? because here's... You look charge. At, you charge. If you don't get paid, I don't get paid. And when when they succeeded, there's like this... I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, man. It just feels good. Like, uh, you're, you're helping guide somebody mm-hmm. in the right direction in order for them mm-hmm. to succeed in life. Because when I started in this industry, there was a lot of shady people. Yeah. And when I went to certain people for help and guidance... 
they didn't want me to succeed. They didn't want me to grow. They didn't want me to. Maybe they just had different ways of doing things. No, no, you can't no. When you, when you, you no, succeed. when you, when you go put paperwork in front of somebody and you say, "Hey, can you help me with this? I don't understand what this says," and they say, "Well, here, I'll do it for you. Don't worry about it." And it's one, two, three, four deals like that. You realize that okay, something's not right. This person doesn't want me to learn. But did you think to yourself, maybe this person is making a few bucks, like you're making a few bucks on the new guys well, now? Well, my few bucks. Logical. Making, okay, but my few bucks on the new guys is is more guidance as far as they're coming to me and they're saying, Arno, what does this say? And I'll sit down with them. I'll highlight it. I'll be like, this is what this means. This is what that means. There's guidance there. It's the proper guidance. Like one of the guys came up to me the other day. He was like, bro, I'm having a hard time selling this, this home. I'm like, well, what's going on? He goes, well, my seller's unrealistic. I go, so, okay. Are they going to, what's their plan after they sell this? He goes, well, they have to buy something after. I'm like, okay, so what's their motivation to sell? He goes, they're very motivated. I go, okay, what's their motivation to buy? He goes, they're motivated to buy as well. So I'm like, have you thought about a price reduction? He goes, maybe you're overpriced. What's the highest comp in the area? He goes, yeah, we're about $50,000 overpriced. I'm like, so go to them and explain to them that, listen. So it's not that they're not motivated. They're just overpriced. Yeah, so I go, I go, go to them and say, Look, we're $50,000 or it's overpriced. We need to drop the price so we could get this sold as soon as possible so I could help you buy something as soon as possible. And then he goes, well, I've tried it. I go, so what does he say? He goes, well, why would I sell my home at a discounted price? I go, okay, go try this with them. And it worked, bro. And I, and I was so proud of him as well. He goes, I went to them and I said, well, if we sell this at a discounted rate, you'll be able to buy something at a discounted rate because the market is changing. And guess what he did? Two days later, it was an escrow. For me, it's like it's it's gratification. It, it's yeah, experience experience plays a big role. I mean, there was there, I, have you ever heard of that? It was a meme years ago. These uh, they were trying to fix this jet engine, and all the engineers looked at it. It was like an engine of a Boeing, and um, everybody came in. They looked at it. They couldn't fix it. They finally bring this guy out of retirement. <laughs> he comes in. Five minutes later, he fixes it. He sends them an invoice for $50,000. <laughs> They're like, oh, $50,000? You were here for 10 minutes. And on the invoice, yeah. it says, you know, years of experience. Hammer, <laughs> hammer $10. Knowing where to hit the hammer, $49,000. <laughs> it's true. Right? <laughs> it's true. But, but going back to what I said about, uh, you know, women and the career paths i just think that's where this stemmed from yeah. i was like how did we yeah. end up and here I no 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 we're going back, we're going back. <laughs> I, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's like we're yeah. bringing in the marlin right now it's not our first rodeo it's 201 200 i think in, so, so. <laughs> what what i mean by that is i think this generation is being misled into what path they need to take in life to have fulfillment because everything is about fulfillment is about okay are you going to be content are you going to feel happy about it are you going to be this that about it there it, it's not about okay what's right for my family anymore it's about well is it going to make you emotionally you know are you going to be satisfied if you do this or when people say you know follow your passion and you'll do well there's no such thing i don't think that exists find something that you're good at like you said do it well and before you know it, you become passionate about it when you see the results so to me i just think this new generation especially women are being misled into Forget about everything else. Make as much money as you can. You know, you can do anything better than a man can. You can make more money than they can. That's all great. But I think they're being misled into 
down the road that they're not going to be very happy when they hit their 40s and 50s and realize you know what well it's not only it's not only the women aspect of it it's the men aspect of it as well it's well, kind of turning men there's into a lack of balance and i think a lot of there's an overcompensation there's this anyways i think there is this is a very complicated thing and you know an hour or 10 minutes is not enough for us to really dissect this properly i didn't know we were ending the show yeah. no i'm just saying like this topic <laughs> this topic in general it's um it's it's just so in depth and there's a lot to unpack there's a few accounts i would encourage people to follow um that really talk about this for example um primal virtues friend of mine he teaches men how to be men and teaches men how to heal the trauma um from their past that it, that is that is the reason that ends up making them passive or scared or whatever because men aren't fully living in their potential they're not fully thriving and fulfilled because they're holding themselves back as men and as women let me pull up her account just because i want women to have something to go to um that will help them that there's science to it there's, this isn't just random talk um her name is elizabeth karina coaching that's elizabeth with a z and you know i'm not getting anything for throwing her name out but you will learn and i post their stuff it's all okay, the time we'll, we'll bill her from our site Fifty <laughs> thousand. um you will learn really what there you know this balance is between masculinity and femininity and um and a lot of my followers wanted to talk about dating so let me tra transition in this in this sense of when it comes to dating for example if you want to see the most feminine side of a woman be masculine if you lack in your masculinity, you're going to get a really masculine woman because now she's going to try to she defend to herself <laughs> and try to protect herself and all this stuff. And we've just now gotten the language for this stuff to realize what's going on, this polarity that happens. No. It'll be more of like a go to the bathroom and powder your nose and come back. No, when I say feminine, that's not what I'm talking about. Feminine is more on the receiving side of things. And like, let me sit here and be pursued. And I respond to the pursuit. Men are the ones that do the pursuing and they're the ones that make it happen. Right. But when a guy doesn't play that role and then she tries to make up for it, there's this weird polarity that happens and she tries to chase. He's like, I feel smothered. She's aggravated. Oh, and then it just doesn't, it. You see it just it. doesn't work. So you know, and I made that mistake in the past where I was like, why does this keep happening? And it's like, oh, because you're in your masculine energy. Like you decided you like this person, you want to be with them. So you're going to do everything to make it happen. And it's like, you can't show up with that energy in dating the way I do, like, say, in business. If I make up my mind that I want something, I get it. I don't, there, there isn't one goal that I have not reached because I get what I want because I work hard for what I want. But you can't do that with a man. Like, if you're interested in a guy, you can't just, like, go make it happen. Like, you have to... They'll be like, who's this uh, creeper? You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's like, you have to allow him to decide, does this person want you? And then let him reveal himself. Is he a healthy guy? Is he trustworthy? Does he have a good job? Does he have good character? You have to well, you let him you reveal himself. Let him. But yeah. isn't your part also to, in a sense, seduce him into... If you're attracted to him from you know no i don't seduce anybody 
So how is the man supposed to just reveal himself? What if you have this guard up when he well, asks you out on a date? Okay, and then what? You're on the date, and then you go out on a date and you talk. When and I you... say seduce, I don't mean I'm not trying. I'm not saying try to sexually get him. That's not what seduce, I mean. No. Seducing meaning you have to get his attention. He has to. No, you don't. If a man se- listen, if a guy sees a woman in a room and was like, "Oh, she's beautiful." Okay. He will find a way to go talk to her. And then what? He'll crawl. And then the and then he will say, "Hey, I'd like to take you out okay. to dinner." And then what? And, and then you go and that's where the process starts. You know where the majority of guys that rejection like you said is where it stops. Well, no, they nowadays, should see a therapist about wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Nowadays sure. it's not even the rejection. Nowadays is building up the courage to actually go up to the girl and ask him out on a date. Well, nowadays there's none of that because everybody's on social media. Nobody goes anywhere. Yeah, everybody's swiping, right, swiping left, left. And right. it's also yeah, this city. No. I've I've seen a lot of weird stuff in LA. That's just not a thing in other cities. It's not as common, I would say. Are you talking social, about the dating game or the dating the game overpass? No, the dating okay. game where it's people here are very much more passive. Um, and I think it has to do with a lot of different things. I think the culture here in general is very passive. See, see um, when you say that, because I have I have a couple of single friends my age, who when I asked them about their dates, I'm like, okay, well, how is it? You know, we went, we had a good time. I'm like, okay, is she? Do you think she's interested in you? She's like, I, I don't know. Tell. She's like, I don't know. I don't know if she is. I'm like, okay, does she ever text you, or you're the one text? It's like, okay, well, well, what are you guys? That's what I mean by woman. No, but here's the thing: woman has to play her no. part too. It's no, not, listen. A feminine woman is not going to do all of this extra stuff. Like, we respond to pursuit. If she's not showing you she's interested, you're probably not putting enough energy in. Or she's not interested. If if a guy asks me out and he's not even doing the basic, for example, if he says, let's hang out, doesn't call it a date, already strike one. Two, he doesn't plan it. Mm -hmm. And he's lazy with that. Mm -hmm. That's another red flag. And then he doesn't follow up. He doesn't walk me to my door or whatever, or walk me to my car, whatever. Like he does these things where he doesn't show that he's genuinely interested. Let's now I'm okay, now wait, wait, wait. I'm reserved. But wait, back up for right? a second. Back up for a second. I'm more reserved. Hold on, back up for a second. You said if he says let's hang out and doesn't call it a date, yeah, that's, that's a strike. A, that's so, a strike. Okay, but mind you, that's LA lingo. That's it's too bad. Really? Yeah, no. Nope. So what he has to say, I'd like to take you out on a date. Take, you are thirty six years old and you hanging out? Yeah, seriously. No. What are wait, you wait. doing? I'm, I'm not talking we, about thirty six years old. Hang out I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, 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 I'm thirty one. So let's no, all men in their thirties okay, and early forties. No, no, no. If it's thirties, then it's gonna be let's go out. So we just got well, Rosan's not uh, hangout. We just got the <laughs> okay. age range, guys. You guys what? missed the really important well, part. She said here. she's thirty-one. She said she's thirty-one. I know, but the age range for those men that are Five interested. Years. No, because I look at it like this: no, if they're, ten years, if my they're, friend. In their, if they're in their twenties and they're dating, and he says, "Hey, let's hang out." I don't think that's... guys in their twenties don't really do that. I've dated a few guys in my twenties here, or the, like I'm thirty-one. He was there was a few younger guys that wanted to take me out. And, and let me let me let me. Sh- uh, tell a story. Um, these cats were 24 and 25. <laughs> were they bobcats or catfish? 24 and 25. And I put them in the little brother zone, not even the friend zone. I put them in the family zone. I like okay? you, brother. You don't have enough brothers. Right? And, and, and I was like, I'm just not interested. Not interested. You're too young, right? And I made it very clear. 
They refuse to stay in that zone. They're like, listen, I know you said you're not interested, but I want to take you out on a date because I want to show you how you deserve to be treated. And then what? Him asking me out like that, I said yes. Damn. Okay, um, I don't disagree with the hangout thing. That's like, yeah, that, let's both, hang out. My point is that, this idea of like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, what do I do? So she says, just get the, are no, you kidding nobody me? Nobody said, it. we're not talking about no, being no, scared. No, no this I'm, rejection no, thing of don't like. listen to this guy. No, no, no. no but then also this thing of like, years. oh, she has to seduce him. No, I don't. If you're interested, you'll come and ask me out on a date. And if I'm okay, in- no, you're on a date. You're if on you're a date. You're not you're giving on a the guy date. the right signs. Yeah. The- he's going home, not understanding where he stands. That right, night. but he has to earn that. Uh, I'm not. What? I'm not gonna just he's, be flirty if I'm not interested. He's and done then all also, the things you said. He's, he's but it's said, also the first date. Dinner. You got okay. No, no, I'm talking about like second, third, fourth date where that's still too. Soon. I've had that's still too soon. That's still too soon. You don't know this guy. So hold on. When you, are you supposed on, but, to show that on, you're also interested? You, if, you're, if, you're, if, if she's interested, she will respond to what you're saying. I'm not saying she's going to sit there like a rock. No, I'm like, just curious. Is there conversation happening from the first date to the second date prior to you guys going out? There All should this, be, but you know, okay, I, then, I, that, I mean, you're saying it's too soon, but okay, from date one to date two to date three to date four, you're saying it's too soon. But, but from here's date the one thing. to date four, I'm pretty sure there's been. Lengthy conversations. You, no, no, no. You would think that. I dated a guy for a whole two months, and he would not talk to me in between our dates. And I'm like, every every week I thought he was ghosting So why'd you go out so, with them again? Yeah, why'd yeah. you go out with them for two months? Because See? I was trying to give this guy a chance. So you were blah, blah, interested. Blah, blah. Yeah, I was interested. To understand. I was interested, case. and I would try to show my interest. You right? did by staying two months. You did show interest. And it was just, it was really bizarre. And I learned from that. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. So this is, this is what I would say. If a guy is interested, put in the effort, ask her out on a date, use the word date, plan it properly, see what she likes to do. You don't always have to eat and then follow up with her. Keep a conversation going. You don't have to talk for hours. And then as a woman, like, you guys have to understand we we're the ones in danger. If we go out with a guy who's not safe, that's really scary for us. Of course. You yes. know what I'm saying? So like on the second date, no, I'm not showing you that I like you like that. I don't mean you know. No, no but it's like you, me showing up is enough to say I'm interested. You think the guy I'm there at the table with the you? No, there's been so you're, you're, underst- you're not understanding uh, uh, where it's going. I, I but these guys know Wednesday nights. I've had a guy thing for 15 years now. Every he's Wednesday. Really guy guys. Wednesday nights, he's into guys. There's a group. There's, there's <laughs> we have a, group we have a hangout. <laughs> yeah. There's a group of guys. We he's gather every Wednesday. Wednesday night religiously. Everybody knows that. Now, and one of the guys in that group is saying, we've had, if I, I mean, we could write 20 books about the discussions we've had with this guy about, okay, this is what you do. I even take him on a shopping spree. I went to Koziani with him, dressed him. I mean, We've done, you name it. The only thing he hasn't is gone on the date with That's, the, that's the only, only thing, thing I haven't done. It sounds like it's him. Okay. He's the problem. No, no, but, maybe but she see, tried going on the date and he is, chaperoning. He is, he is part of the problem, but but it's also the women. It's it's kind of, and that's why I even told my wife, the, it was a few months ago, I go, I, I said, please, you know, I'm going to need a hall pass because I'm going to have to go up with one of these girls. I'm really curious what the hell is going on out there. Maybe they're just not interested in him if they're not showing any interest. All of them? Yeah. They go on five, six, seven, eight dates. And I'm like, so what happened? This is not a bad look. The fact that you could could write a book on this guy's dating 
his and, old, and his old dating dude, really decent looking this guy. This is a very, very chaotic conversation. conversation. But, Everyone's talking over each other. But here's the problem with today's society is because of social media, both the guy and the girl think, well, if it's not him or her, there's another one across the street. There's another one. There's another one. There's so another. There's the, old, no, the older he gets, the pickier he's going to get. I understand. And that's for men and women. I'm saying for so, men yeah. and women because there's no more shit. I really got to work on this one because God knows when I'm going to meet another one. No, no, just go. Look, if five you, minutes, you'll meet somebody. If new. you keep dating emotionally unavailable people, because it sounds like that's what's happening, is he keeps dating una- emotionally unavailable women, it's because he's emotionally unavailable. You attract what you are. So if you want to be with women who are, you know, a little bit more invested emotionally, you need to heal yourself. And this is the advice I'll give. If you want to have a healthy dating life, become a healthy person because you will date at the standard of your health. And that's something that I learned in these past few years was like, oh, man, there was certain things inside of me that were unhealthy that I had to deal with, that I had to heal Mm -hmm. from my own past and from my own misconceptions of myself or God or men or whatever. And now I attract more healthy guys. I go on better dates and better experiences. Quality yeah, guys by healthy. Quality she doesn't men, mean, better. She doesn't mean guys that don't eat McDonald's and stuff. She means emotionally Emo- and mentally. Yeah, emotional. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to take your lab results. Yeah. See, my cholesterol level is all fine. I have no <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm borderline diabetic, but I'm taking celery juice in the morning. <laughs> no. but, but see, the thing is, and, and we've ha- I've had this conversation with single guys and single girls. And everybody says the same. Well, normal tagachka, normal achtichka. Okay. What's normal? Like, at one point, do you just say, okay, maybe I need to change what I'm doing, or maybe my approach is off or shift whatnot, my game you know? a little bit? Well, yeah, and that's what I did. I was like, you know, if I keep dating the same type of person, it's the same guy with a different face, and the same thing keeps happening. And I kept dating. Um, I think it's also the pool of people you choose from. I tend to be attracted to guys who are in places of leadership. Mm-hmm. And because I'm like, well, that's kind of where I am in my life. And I want someone in that type of thing, like some type of a leadership role. Don't you think but that's you want most of a clash? No, no. Hold on. Else. Let me finish. Hold on. So what I've realized is those positions of leadership, you know, what depending on whatever the field is, it doesn't matter. In any role where the man has authority, a level of control, a level of like status or whatever, a lot of narcissists flock to those roles. So I was picking from a pool of narcissists. Narcissists, <laughs> that's one. But then also there was a part of me where I didn't understand my value. I didn't understand that I was worth certain things, right? Because of my past. So I would allow myself to be mistreated until eventually I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. What is broken inside of me that thinks that this is okay? That thinks that this is the best that I deserve. So I went and got therapy and I got help and I started reading books and I started, you know, dissecting myself and I realized, okay, the reason why I've attracted so many abusive men in the past was because I was a doormat. And I wouldn't stand up for myself and I didn't have, you know, boundaries. And I would allow myself to be tricked instead of letting a man earn the right to my trust. You know, so if a girl is showing up, sitting at a dinner table with you to eat with you, there's a level of interest. But if it's not going further, she probably doesn't feel safe. Or there's a lot, there's a lot of different reasons and each What's scenario safe? is different. 
emotionally safe, physically okay. safe. For me, it was mostly um, emotional safety that I didn't have, where I didn't feel safe to open up. What are you looking for to understand that the, he's He's open-minded. Um, he's not judgmental. You don't have to, like, walk on eggshells around him, like, oh, if I say this, he's going to get angry. Like, he actually listens to what you have to say, and he asks good questions versus... So, tell me about yourself. That's the stupidest question on a date. You'd rather a guy challenge you on the date or ask you questions ask me you're qu not comfortable with? No, I'm saying ask me questions. of You You ask me out, right? Get to know me. Ask what, me things that matter. What's the longest relationship you've been in? <sighs> like a year, maybe. That's, how, not, how, that's, not, that's not long. Term. It's not short either. It's not long. But it's not short. Was, was, it, was, it, was it a healthy Sorry, I didn't hear. How long was it? A year. A year. Is that a short Was it a healthy relationship? No. How was the communication between you two? Not good because I was so scared. Do you think you were traumatized by that? Not by that, no. I wasn't traumatized. I had trauma from other things that went into that relationship. So it's this thing of I was so afraid of being abandoned that I would withhold how I thought about certain things. And then I would bottle it up. And then one day I would just... Be like, oh, this is really bothering me, you know, and I've learned to communicate. And I think that's the biggest problem, especially among Armenians, is we don't communicate well with each other. And we're afraid of what the other person will think or we tell each other what they should think yeah. versus like, do I accept this person as they are? And the, the problem that I realized was a lot of men like the idea of me, but didn't like me, me, who I am. They're like, oh, she's pretty. I want to make her my wife because she has X, Y, and Z. And then they would try to fit me into this, you know, puzzle piece that I didn't fit in. Or they would try to convince me out of certain things so I can be this little wife that they created in their head that I didn't fit. I'm like, I'm not the thing that you're looking for, dude, you know? And you're trying to make it happen, and it's not happening. I'm not what you want, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. You know, and I think that's what ends up happening is we get really attracted to someone physically and we just want to make it work because they're hot, you know. So let me ask you this, not to get too personal. You dated the guy for a year. Who broke it off, you or him? Uh, I did. Why? Well, actually, it was more mutual because we just knew it wasn't. They working. both understood. Okay, do it you guys still talk? Um, not really. I mean, that was such a long time no, ago. No, the only reason why I, I mean, say this is because I feel like she's over... Like, some people are saying this as well. I think you might be overthinking this whole dating thing and overanalyzing it. I'm really not. This is straight out of therapy books. It's This is... See, I think... I think, think therapy should have books. Jesus Christ, Ed, where do you go with that? that I mean, this is... Field, everything Same, that I'm man. saying is literally rooted in books? science. Like, this is not just my opinion. This is stuff that I've read from the best relationship therapist and i think what's what's rough is a lot of people go too fast too soon both emotionally and physically and they think that's normal and then we have this nasty hookup culture it's like yeah it's not gonna work out you know and you should have standards it's like i don't know who you are i need to know that you're a trustworthy man and then as i've as you've earned my trust i'll open up a little bit more that's all i'm saying you know and if you want to show that you're interested, yeah, like flirt, smile, touch his arm, whatever. Like do what you want to do to show that you're interested. But like a woman's role is to respond to pursuit. Don't go chasing the guy. That's all I'm saying. No, Because the only reason why I, why, why I ask these questions is because I, I think the healthiest part of a relationship, number one, is trust. 
Of course. And part of trust is communication, communicating with each other. If those two things are broken as far as the trust and the communication, it's a recipe for disaster. So the fact that a lot of men and women, I'm going to say to, to both of them, mm-hmm. if there's lack of communication, there's going to be a lack of trust with it. And then of there's course. Gonna be, and then there's going to be questioning this and judging that. And then other things are going to... And then when you get angry with somebody, you say the wrong things, and then the other person gets annoyed with the other person. And next thing you know is there's a full-blown argument, and you guys aren't talking to each other anymore. And see, that's not healthy. Like, you're allowed to disagree, and you will get in fights, but it's how do you how do you deal with that? And I just want to make it clear that dating is not the same as relationship. That is not... A, dating is dating. Relationship is completely different. There's a so level of commitment. So where does it transition? When you both decide that you w- want to do that, you want to be in a committed relationship and become boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, that's a mutual thing that you both have to decide. So it's like you're going out for like two, three months and then he like at a dinner. There's, he says, no, hey, you there's know, no time frame. Can two, we three months label you, you my girlfriend? How does that work? No, yeah, you put a I think promise ring on. I, I think it's different for each person. I can't say. And by all means, I'm not trying to claim I'm an expert in this. I'm still in my own learning journey, in my own healing journey. I'm just being very vulnerable and sharing my process because I've noticed there are certain things that we've believed that are not true and there are healthier ways to go about this. And I think in the dating world, we need to see dating as exploration, as a time to explore, as a time to get curious and to investigate, not be so quick to be like, I want this guy, I want him to be mine, or I want this girl. You don't know this person. You've been out a few times. Wait, hold on. You don't know you don't know anything about them yet. Let me let me tell you this though. People change as well. Sure. How? Personality. No, they don't. Yes, they do. People change, bro. So in three the months older, you're dating no, somebody and not they, in three months. But you change years. together. You grow together. I know. I know that. But see the thing is that if in the beginning you're going to be kind of judgmental about the person and be like, okay, you know what? This guy's not my type. And like maybe after two or three dates, you just kind of blow it off and be like, you know what? No, this isn't for me. You're going to continue that spiral for the rest of your life. But having standards is not judgmental. You should know what you want and what you're looking for. If this person doesn't fit that, then why are you wasting their time? St- standard, time? Standards will show on the first date. No, it won't. Yeah, it will, man. Be- oh, because you some know, guys me, are nervous get, on wait, the first date. No. Some guys okay, are let confident. Let me put it to you this way. You need to the, and girls least. are nervous, too. Yeah, the they're both yeah. nervous. But let me put it to you this way. I think this is the best way. You go out on a date, and this is on the girls' side. Guy and girl, go out on a date. If he doesn't text you first in the morning, he's not. He, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's yeah, it. 100%, that's it. 100%. 100%. So what don't. if the guy... 100%. Stomach ache in the morning. You can't you, go you that, bro. He will find a way. No. If he doesn't, if, he, if he's not the first person to say good morning Arnold, to you, you guys are overthinking. No, I don't, I don't necessarily. I don't know. This That's how I look at three it. married I'm, men. I'm how, do, no, how do we have it's, even a picture? Edgar, you're overanalyzing stuff. It's, Stop. It's very simple, guys. This, as a man, if he's be interested, a man, he will guide her through the journey. Okay. Yeah. A simple thing. The way you hug her. It's either you're a pedophile or you can make her feel secure <laughs> the and ass safe. Out hug. No, no, no. No, no, it's not about or the hip hug. It's no, there's a way shoulder hug. <laughs> the side hug. You the could go hug. on the couch. It's the church hug. You can a simple hug can make a woman feel sexually like oh this guy's creepy or it can make her feel very safe and secure with you. It's all up to you. Guide her through the journey. 
don't be gay. You know, just be be oh, manly. Armand's going to give him his classes. We're going to get so, so much hate. So he's going to start his now. hugging classes. I was going to say the F word. I switched it to the G word. Thank you. you guys better thank you for that. This episode's going to be pulled tomorrow. No, seriously. Be, that's it. Just be a man. And and then woman, women, be feminine. And, that's it. And, don't don't and don't play forward. the, is it the third day? Should I text them? Should I, whatever you think, whatever comes to you instinctively, do it. So you'd rather like be yourself. Be yourself. Just be yourself. Yes. That's it. Don't, don't. On both sides. With all the on both with sides. With all the respect, don't read books. Don't read. Don't no, watch YouTube videos. That's not be not read book. Be read yourself. boundaries and dating from Doctor Cloud. Oh come on. That will come save on, your bro. life. Yeah. It's all about emotional health. It's all about you know um, understanding people's character. What's good. What's not. It's it will it changed my See, life. My my so opinion good. on relationship is uh, opposites attract more. But you might not believe that you're looking for the because you categorize what you're looking for. You no, can. I was I was saying in the past that's what I was looking for. Now I'm just looking for a stable man who Human. has good at, character, at, who's a just a George good Carlin person. Used to say what happened to everybody? Everybody needs motivation. Just again, you know, be manly, be feminine. You know, the different sexes don't mix it up, uh, and know your gender. No, be yourself, man. Be yeah, yourself. It's not that complicated. You don't it's want just, surprises later. That's the thing. Yeah, it's not that complicated. Like, you that, don't want to be see, dating see, for that, six that's months. That's the to thing. Find it's like, a, well, it's the, the first date. Should I say this? It's the second date. Do I text? It's the third date. Do I send flowers? It's the fourth date. Do I offer her a cookie? Just, <laughs> you know. I would say for men, literally, I mean, if you're if you're genuinely interested in this girl, pursue her. Be forward with your intentions because that is very attractive when a man is forward of like, hey, I'm interested in dating you because I'm, you know, I want to get to know you more and see where this goes. And I want to take you out on a date. If you want to follow up with her, follow up with her, you know. I told my wife on the second date I was going to marry her. You can call that creepy. You can call he, that. he did what he had to do to get married. And I have two beautiful boys. That's a man right there. <laughs> Go after what you're looking for. No, no, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll give you an example. <laughs> On our first date, right? We went out. I remember exactly where we went. So a- after I dropped, <laughs> after I dropped her off, I kissed her forehead. I hugged Aww. her. And I kissed her forehead. forehead. Yes, I like forehead. Do you know kisses. why I kissed her forehead? Wow. See, this is the thing: body language. When you kiss a woman on her forehead, it's like you respect her. It's like this. Yeah. Like this, you know. Protection, security, protection, security. Okay. Okay. It's very I'm nice. This. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> second time second date yes, sorry sir. baby I'm revealing all these th- I got to because these kids are going to go read all these books confuse themselves they're going to go, go this is a no ba- boundaries in dating get the book it'll save your life you're going to go on TikTok and say go rent a Lamborghini <laughs> take her out on the Lamborghini but then on the second date you can't afford show up with your Camry no 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 I, I <laughs> never that's <did>. you <laughs> there should be an ease with dating it should be easy and fun. If there's too much overthinking of, but at least oh, do you I do this? Give the guy the second date, if because a lot of these dudes, the yeah, date, I mean both girls too. I give I give guys if he's not insane. Like if I realize like oh he's not absolutely crazy, I go up to three dates. Yeah, and if by then I still I'm like yeah. I'm just not feeling. You gotta it. give him three shots. Yeah, you gotta do the. Three I do. Shots. I and give no I give try. guys a fair chance if and I it's feel best like to cut them early. So yeah. Uh, it's good for both, right? If you see by day three, day three, you're not getting along. There's no, there's no uh, connection there. Let them go. 
Can I tell you my worst Just date experience? Born and <laughs> put them out of their misery. Well, old, well, old yeller. Looks like we gotta go behind the yard. I think Bruce can do that accent a lot better than you, buddy. Uh, well, what, well, what accent were you trying to do? I was doing a southern accent. Oh. He was trying. Yeah, was She's a, from the Midwest. That was a hillbilly. <laughs> That's a southern <laughs> accent. <laughs> old yeller's gotta go back behind the yard. All right, what's your what's your worst dating experience? So I um this was a during this was in 2020, and did he come with like three masks? You no. Know, I was gonna ask you: is vaccination a requirement to date somebody? Because you know that's been a recent for, thing, right? For some people, it is. For me, I don't care. Because that's been a re- sorry, that's been a re- when you said 2020, it just came to mind how a lot of people were having issues when you watch. So is that one of the standards when they go on those apps? It's on like, some of them, yeah. On Hinge, yes. it'll say yeah. vaccinated, yeah. not really? vaccinated. That's Just so for, for people, want... some people won't date someone who is vaccinated. Some people won't date if you're not vaccinated. For me, I literally don't Shoot. care. I didn't know Because they want to know if you're fertile or not. Well, if you're vaccinated. You're not fertile. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead with your worst story. So in uh, 2020, I remember this week was like, it was super busy, and I didn't have a lot of time to talk with this guy, and he kept randomly trying to FaceTime me at the worst times. I'm like, sir. Just text me. I'm like. Did you see, seriously, sir? No, I didn't say okay. that to him. In my mind, in my mind, I was like, sir. this guy, I'm like driving. He's trying to FaceTime. I'm in the bathroom. He's trying to FaceTime. I'm like. We haven't even had a phone conversation. You're just trying to randomly FaceTime me. I was like, all right, well, maybe he's just socially awkward. So I let it go. And then um, I was around someone who had COVID. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy, like, takes care of his 90-year-old grandmother. God forbid I have COVID and I give it to him. And she dies. Like, that will be hard on my conscience. So I was like, hey, can we? I was like, can we um, push it back a week just to make sure, like, I don't have it because, you know, we didn't really understand what was happening yet. And he, like, snapped at me. He's like, if you don't want to go out, just say that. I'm like, no, I was genuinely just trying to be considerate. And he's like, okay. Side too, though, right? The guy's been no. That was totally weird. Shower. No, it was. It was like three days from our date, so I said it in time. It's not like it was last minute, you know. You should have been like, fuck it, just go out and spit in this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hold. All right. Can okay. we go hang out? And then, so I um I get to the date, and I was like, and he kept me. He was snappy with me again. I'm like, why am I going? I should just cancel on this guy. I'm like, you know what? This is before you met. Yeah. Damn. So he got this attitude with me, and I was like, huh, okay. Um, so I went, and I'm like, watch this guy try to take me to a coffee shop in an alley. And he did. <laughs> and you it was like drive through <laughs> It was like this weird alley, totally deserted. I'm like, oh, my God, was he's a psychopath. Was it coffee shop? I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but I remember... Um, like, I wore, sh- like, tennis shoes on purpose. I'm like, if I need to run. <laughs> you actually, wow. you, you, if you had it to crossed, think that far. Right. And I was like, Ruzan, why are you going? Yeah. You know? You had to think about So that. I went and I was like, he was probably top three, one of the hottest guys I've ever been out with. He was so attractive. And I l- was looking at him. I'm like, this guy does not have a soul. It so was this. Physically, was he attractive? He was or the fi- fact that no. he was taking care of grandma was- <laughs> attractive no i no he was physically very attractive and when you know his body language was really (laughs) off 
Someone's making comments. <laughs> I just thought of something about grandma. Okay, he was um his his uh body language was really off. Like he kept avoiding eye contact with me. And when someone is interested, like they'll match their hips with yours, right? So they'll stand across from you. He was next to me, and his body was pointed to a different direction, and he would avoid eye contact. I'm like, this guy's totally a serial killer. Like, the way he's talking, like, very short answers. 45 minutes in, he's, like, you know, telling me how he's remodeling his house. He's like, do you want to see my house? And I think he's talking about a picture. I'm like, yeah, I want to see your house. And he's like, okay, follow me. And I'm like... What? Right <laughs> now? Like, Did you oh my god! And I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna kill me and stuff me in his walls." I don't want to see what the color of his walls look like. <laughs> okay, and, ladies, don't find the guy on Craigslist. And I'm like walking to my car, and I call my friend on the phone. I'm like, "Dude, I don't know what to." I'm so scared, and, and I'm like shutting you. down. <laughs> I don't know what. To, I'm like, "Do I just drive away?" They're like, "Listen, maybe you're overthinking. Just like." Tell him, like, you want to go eat somewhere because you're hungry. I was like, okay, if he's a psychopath, he'll yell at me. If he's a safe guy, he'll be like, yeah, of course, let's go out to eat. I'm, like, following him, right? And I called him on the phone. I'm like, hey, I'm really hungry. Can we go eat? He yells at me. Oh, shit. You guys were mad. He, yell- he yells at me. He's like, I'll cook you in the house. You just come over. I'm like, I'm not coming into your house. He's like, I'll cook for you. Could oh, just come over. I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable coming inside your house. He's like, why are you being this way? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill me. And I just drove off. I was like, I'm. Wow. Did he try to FaceTime you in the morning? No, I blocked no. him. <laughs> I think he wanted to take her in so he, I, he I, could change him. I think he I don't, wanted to introduce you to grandma. That's all I don't think so. My thought, like, people are like, oh, he just wanted to sleep with you. I'm like, no, you guys. It was so chill. Like, it was chill down my spine of I think he was trying to hurt me. Was he a mean? No, I don't know what he was. But so, so, so this, you know what? There was a question, I guess. Uh, the question was about when you're really picky about I think that's the one thing that annoys me when I hear people say, I'm, well, I asked. Them, I don't like, think I'm picky. I think what, what I want is very basic. When I ask, well, I'm not, again, whatever I say, it's not, it's not just because you're the guest doesn't mean I'm referring to you. It's, it's a, just general comments that, I, that I'm making. Uh, when I hear people say, you know, I'm, I'm really picky about everything. That's why I'm that's still single. Good. It's like, what the fuck are you picky about? Come, let's, like, let's, <laughs> let's break it down. Let's understand the fundamentals and see what are you looking for. I have yeah. like avocado on my toast. <laughs> and if the toast is a little bit extra toasty, yeah, I, I think can't stand it. I think sometimes people have delusional standards that are not realistic. They're fantasies. Yeah. That you know, I have a um, an IG live that I did with a, with a therapist friend of mine that teaches dating and relationships, and he addresses that. Like when people are like, "Well, I have high standards," it's like, "Okay, are your standards just delusional? Like you have this fantasy unicorn that you created in your head that you're never gonna get because it's not rooted in reality." Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, that's a thing. See, my, my wife mentioned it as well. I think another <clears throat> good aspect to have in a relationship is laughter, being able to yes. make each other laugh. Yes, I don't like, think so. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. See, because with with her, bro, I'm telling you, there there are times where she'll send something so random to me, and I'll just like, who's cr- funnier, you or Lena? I'll let you think about that. It's it's laughter it's, is very important. It's different, so, you know. It, her 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 jokes are a little bit different, and then there there are jokes where it's just kind of like, how would you say meow meat accidental in Armenian? Uh, yeah, 
it's like she'll accidentally be funny about it. And then when I bring it up to her, she'll be like, oh, shit, did I really say that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's well, Elena's, yeah, Elena's got that different type of humor, too, Will. She just, it's that, that, I don't want to say sailor. No, it's, yeah, she's, she's got a potty mouth. Yeah, she does, yeah. Big time. And that's one of the reasons why. <laughs> she thinks, she too. thinks you're much funnier than she is. No, it's, it's different, bro. They're, we're at that point in our relationship where we, we bounce off jokes off of each other without saying anything. I'm not kidding you, bro. Especially now that Eileen has started school. Bro, we look at some of these parents. We just look at each other. We know what we're going to say as soon as we get to the car. Yeah. And then when we get to the car, I go, okay, you go first. And then, like, we'll say it. And it's like, it's spot on. Harut wants to borrow my voice. Harut, if you had my voice with that look, you'd be getting laid twice a day, buddy. <laughs> Three times on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Gee, yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to share a story with. Somebody who texted, um, and I'll ask I'll ask this to see what your perspective is. So this young man, well, he's in his thirties now, early thirties, I think mid to late thirties, mm-hmm. went out with this girl. Mm-hmm. He says everything, you know, met the check boxes, yeah. quote unquote, beautiful, attractive, met every single check box except on our date. She would speak or. Uh, she would speak with her mouth open while she was chewing. Oh, I did that one time. <laughs> so I've done that before. But I'm that sorry. Show a level of comfort in a sense. Wait. Maybe she got too excited because that's what I did. I, I was telling a story and I was so excited. I d- didn't finish like chewing and I was just talking and okay, spit so, all over yeah. his burger. And, and and he ended it after that. You and, can just make a comment about it. Be like, hey, can you? And when when he told me, I said, I said, listen, I said, that's the only thing you didn't like about her. He goes, yeah, that's that's a very stupid reason to stop. I said, you're going to call her. You're going to go out with her again. And once you build that comfort level, then you can tell her, listen, you know, chew with your mouth closed when she's your girlfriend. My wife still tells me that, bro. Like, it's just <laughs> normal. It's like little things like that. That's stupid. Yeah, that's not a good reason to not stupid. see anyone. I give a lot of grace for stuff like that. Like, I don't cut people like out. Those are for... things that obviously. Those mean, can be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just simple. Just are like, you okay. listening, whoever you are? <laughs> yeah, once oh, you use your girlfriend, be like, hey, can you just chew, chew with your mouth closed? Now, let me ask you this. That's another question. Yes. Levy's asking. Let's say you meet the guy. He's a good looking guy, you know, everything smart, kind, decent person. Mm-hmm. Meets every check mark. All of it, except his annual is 30K income. How old him? is he? 36. No. No. Why is it 30K? Why aren't you working harder? He works at Walmart. <laughs> no. He kept his first job. He's a manager. <laughs> For me, see, let me tell you what the salary tells me. It's not that I want that. It, sh- it reveals to me your work ethic. It reveals to me your drive. It reveals to me, are you um, willing to go above and beyond to get to the next level in your life? A $30,000 salary is something for a 20-something-year-old. You're 36, 37 years old making 30. How are you living? Like, I don't know. Yeah, how are you, how is that like, even possible unless you're living with your mama? Well, yeah. shit, someone was living with their grandma and you gave them a chance. He wasn't living with her. 
Oh, he's just taking care of No, he was just taking of care of her. Yeah. By the way, 30. you guys remember who Harut is? Remember no. during Sako's and Eddie's show, we were going to call that girl in Vegas? He just reminded. He says, from the last year's show when I wanted to call that girl in Vegas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember Harut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Well, Super Sako was on the show with us. Sako and Eddie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember Harut. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's on Facebook because I can't see him on this feed. Oh, yeah, he's on Facebook, yeah. Okay, that's why. That's so, why. so. What would be the cutoff? Like 50, 60K at 36? What's like a... No, for me, as far as um, a man's career goes, there I think it's very layered. It's it's like, one, are you doing what you love? Okay, so if you're making 30K and say he's doing a type of job that's more um, a type of role that like... Like what? You're giving back or it's a nonprofit, like certain jobs that it just doesn't yeah. pay a lot, but it's very satisfying for him. He works really hard. Maybe he works at a homeless he's, shelter. He's helping. Homeless he's people. helping people's lives. So it just that's a very like this is too general of a question. It's like, well, what what is the reason? I, behind if I was it, you a, know? if I were a girl, I wouldn't. I, I'd say for me, it's like I need to know why, doing? why you're so in that position. Normal. You know, no, that's what I would say. I'm an asshole. I'm especially, glad you're not a girl. especially if I was an attractive girl. Shit. For me, for me, it's really. I, for me, it really is like the why behind that number, you know. So yeah, it just depends. See, that's the problem these days. Everybody's going after the. Well, it makes me emotionally. It satisfies me emotionally that I do this lot type of work. What are you doing? I work at homeless shelter, for example. Okay, there's other ways you can make six figures working at a homeless shelter. You can become a consultant, or you can. You can bring in more funding for the homeless shelter and become the administrator or something. I mean, it's not just because you work for a nonprofit doesn't mean you can't make more than 30K. Right, but now we're going off of an extremely hypothetical situation that's yeah. not rooted in reality. So What's not rooted? Like that years. whole, that you know. No, because too many people these days are, again, following, well, as long as you do what you love. Okay. But I think that's important. If no, you do what not. you hate, you're going to be miserable. No. If, you, if you are successful, listen. When I was when I was 20 years old, I didn't think, you know, one day I want to work with old people that are dying. No, I saw that there's a need in the community. You know, it's a, it's a it's an industry that's not going every, anywhere. People are always going to die. They're always going to get sick. I decided before I used to be a financial planner. I, I I was bored planning other people's finances, so I decided let me do something that's a little bit more rewarding. At the same time. It's not something that, you know, there's no season. It's not seasonal. It's not, it has nothing to do with the economy. It's just, it's there. And more and more people are getting older and more and more people need the services. And then as I got better at it, yeah, I developed a passion for it. And now I love what I do. But when I started, I didn't love what I did because it was something new. It was, it was overwhelming. It was you know, a lot of new information. So I had to go through the obstacles. And then when I became really good at it. But you kept doing it because you loved it. If you hated it, you wouldn't be doing it right now. No, no, it's uh, not. Well, I, no, look at it this way. If he kept doing what he was doing, and I'm sorry to say, if he, if he wasn't making the money he was making, he'd probably leave the industry. Am I wrong? or am I, Yeah, there's only so much I can do yeah. volunteer work, you know. I mean, there's. Well, yes, but like. You know, again, we're using a hypothetical situation with but the homeless. The salary thing is something that can change. Like someone commented, yeah. 
salary, like uh, Biden said, it. yeah, salary can change. What if the guy's making thirty this year? Next year, he can make three hundred. Nobody knows. That's what I'm saying. Change, it, just, it just salary depends. change does how, happen. How does it go? You never know. He go. He gets coached by Ruzan, and he becomes the next <laughs> big star. You don't know. It all depends. It on what I, it I think it just. It depends on the circumstances. It depends on why he's in that. Cir- I can't give a blanket answer to something like no, that. No, I think you're going with more of a if he's making 30, 40 k and he's been working at Walmart for 13 years. It's a no. It's a no. Whereas he's making 30 k and he just graduated college and he's doing it's like this. It's a startup. It's, it's a, a startup. Thing. It's like, that. all right, you know what? Maybe we... Or he's working for himself. It's not a lot yeah. of money, but he's surviving yeah. and trying to do it on his it all, own. It, all de- it shows a, Yeah, character. it depends. Yeah, Look, it, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's job, everybody's income has a story to it. Everybody's. It doesn't matter who you are. It has a story to it. Whether you're making five figures or you're making seven figures, there's a story behind it. Unfortunately, majority of people's story is they're lazy. Well, yeah, of course. yeah. So for me, it's like: is he disciplined? Is he ambitious? Is he driven? Does he get things done? You know, like, or is he just on video games twenty four seven? Like, does I he need, have a plan? Does he have a plan? Because I'm not going to tell you what to do. The second I feel like I need to step up to guide you, I'm no longer interested. Yeah, even though you're a coach. Yeah, I'm not coaching my man. Bye. See, uh, that makes sense. Hector makes a very blunt comment. There have been so many things that me and my amazing wife have worked through over 19 years of blessed marriage. I've been addicted on so many levels, yet she loves me and has been patient with me over the years. She's she's much better. Sorry, it's highlighted. She is uh, much better than me in every ways. She's smarter, makes way more money than I do, and yet supports me and loves me. And I know her wife works for me, so I know she makes more money than he does. It's and true. that's fine. I'm not saying you have to make more than her. That's not the point. You know, and especially if you've been married for that long, it's just different when you're already married. Yeah. But if I'm dating someone, I'm in my 30s. I'm not looking for a project. <laughs> <laughs> and same with the guy. He shouldn't be looking for a project. <laughs> it's like, listen, I know, I know shit's fucked up. I could fix it. <laughs> Let's just work on it day by day. Well, you, know, you know, I just think it's a different level of commitment. You're already married, you know, and that's beautiful that yeah. they're wonderful. I'm, I'm, that's but awesome. see, that's the thing. It's not in, in, for example, in their case, he's a great cook. He cooks. He does other things that kind of make up for the difference in income. And and it works for people. Yeah, it's and that's not, fine. not for everybody. It works for some people. So it's not just about... It's not about the money, but in most cases, unfortunately, the money does make a difference as far as, again, I, I've seen this with a lot of people where if, if the wife makes a lot more money than the husband does, he's screwed. there's always issues. There's but that, al- that comes from the character of the people involved. It ha- you know what I'm saying? It's so not always. I, I think money can expose what's in people's hearts. I don't think money's a problem. Like, there's going to be a time in my life where I'm probably going to be a multimillionaire. There's things, projects I'm working on that's going to take me in that position. Yeah. I'm not going to look down on my husband if he makes less than me. That would be ridiculous. Uh, it's not more of a look down. I think it's more of a control <sighs> factor. But that comes from the woman. That has nothing to do with the finances. No, I know. I get it. But, again, people change. And, again... It, it, it's it all depends on the person. You're right, but majority of the time, when where I've seen the female make more money than the male, 
it, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster because number number one, the female talks down to the man, and number two, the man gets lazier. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It comes from the people. It has nothing to do with a woman talking down because she has more money. That's stupid. No, it's it's not only talking down, but this certain decisions are made by her as well. No, man, that's not. But that's a always, very that's no. That's person, a very general. Co- Look statement. at Levy. Like, like Levy has a not, great example. That's not a Levy's fair a thing teacher. to say. His wife is a psychologist, right? Yeah. So she makes obviously she makes way more money than Levy. Yeah, but yes, but Levy runs his. Household, as far as well, everything from kids cooking this and that, but again, that's an agreement they have that works. Yeah, it works that's for them. their but agreement, but not everybody's just like, like that. again, Hector, right? Because not everyone case. has good character. Like it comes down to like money will expose the filth in your heart. Of course, it is the root of all evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money. There's nothing wrong with having it, as long as it doesn't have you. Well, the problem you know? is, is that here's here, see. One of the best examples is this. Look at how much society changed in the past two years with all this money being printed and all this income being driven in through certain industries. People at, didn't change. Of course they did. Just their colors came it's, up. People yeah, never changed. Listen, Just their colors got in, exposed. That's it's it. an inanimate object. It is Money doesn't have emotions. We give it the power that it has. And what is, whatever is in your heart is being exposed. If you're a piece of crap, then it's going to expose yes. what you are. Mm-hmm. And it's true. And, like, there will be never a time where if I make, let's say I make an extra million dollars more than my husband, hypothetically speaking, there will never be a time where I'll look down at my husband and think I'm better than him because of that. I don't want to be the head See, of my that's home. that's you. That's you. Exactly. But there are people where it's the complete opposite. Right, because they don't have good character. That is my point. That's just the person. That's the person. It has nothing to do with the money or making more. Arut says his aunt was making twice the money that the husband was for four years. And then the husband started making seven figures. And it's thanks to the wife pushing him. To start making seven figures. To, to start making seven figures. Again, it's... Everything that, it should a, be a it, partnership. Not, yeah, there's not one formula for everything. You know, yeah. I, I look. I, Same been, formula can't work for only, everyone. The reason why I say it is because of my wife and I, we have, we well, we'll not have, but we know certain couples where, you know, the main breadwinner is the wife, and the husband is treated a certain way. Where we, you know, when we go visit their house and we're on our way home, we have the, we give each other that look like. It's because that wife. See what she said? Yeah, it's because that wife is a toxic person. It has nothing to do with the it's money. It's not the income, bro. I it's not the income. It's, it's her. Yeah. And it's but... not fair to say that women are or whatever because she makes money. That's a that's a ridiculous. It's just the money exposing the actual person. Yeah. That's all it is. The person is always the same. There's, there's plenty of men that get really toxic. Once yeah. They when have they money. make big money, yeah, they just. Oh, yeah. I know plenty of yeah. them. Yeah. And you're like, no, this person was always toxic, but it didn't. He he didn't think he was anything to act like that. Yet once he got a little bit of money, now he's acting extra, you know. And it's that, that's why it's important to identify the roles as far as okay. For example, I've 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 I just thought I have one of my other nurses who's been with me forever now. Her husband is a stay-at-home dad, and she works. Yeah. Uh, he takes care of the kids. He does everything. But there was an arra- agreement, right? Again, they that they had yeah. that arrangement from the get-go, and it works for them. Yeah. So it's 
but again, we're, we're generally speaking, of course, there's exceptions. Just like you said, there's there's men that make more money and then they become assholes. There's a lot, there's quite a few of them out there, but generally speaking, it's it's a lot healthier if the man makes more money and the wife even let's say in my opinion i think if you, especially if you have younger kids works part-time or spare time whatever because that's in my opinion that's the best way to start a family because otherwise it just it creates a lot more challenges it it, it in an ideal situation, I think most people would prefer it that way. It's just that Bro, we're genetically, a lot of people don't have that. We're genetically wired that way where the man is supposed to be the breadwinner. He's supposed to take care of the family. He's supposed to be the man of the house. I don't think that's genetic. Of course it is. No, that's just what you were instilled with. That's no, it. it's we're, not genetic, bro. We're, we're, our, brother, that's just Armenian no. mentality. That's no, not it's genetic. not. Let, no, let's, let, a, let's go back That's how we're, year, thousands of years when... Each thousands of years. Men Go back to the fifties, where it was the, no, no, no. the American about, dream. I'm talking about even from caveman <laughs> to Jesus to Christ. who went hunting. The men did. Why? Why didn't the women? Well, in, in some societies, it was the women. It oh, depends. Jesus Christ! Oh boy. In, there, in some societies, the women were the warriors. Did they have Facebook back then? And in a lot of African societies, it was the women that went to war. No, that's uh, that's a very very small percentage. Those societies survive. It's. I yeah. think there's still some today. Game of Thrones is on Sundays, yeah. guys. The, o- <laughs> the other day I was watching old videos of when they were build- building the World Trade Center and all these high-rise buildings. I didn't see any women on the 100th floor you know, hammering nails and <laughs> falling off. Yeah, having their uh, yeah. turkey it's, sandwich but, on the beam. But, but that's how it should be, though. Or when you're driving on the freeway at 1, 1 a.m. and there's construction. Have you seen any female workers there? I don't know. You can't really Th- tell. They're not supposed to be there. It's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But There's then nothing they, wrong if, with if that. If they're not supposed to be there, then why does the pay gap conversation come there up? There is no pay gap. That's all bullshit. Oh, I, I don't believe in the pay gap. Oh, God. You think you guys are going to get me in so much trouble with all so this you stuff you're saying? The, you say it again. Say it again. Gap? Hold on. Say it again. Gender I said you guys gap? are going to get me in so much trouble with some of these comments no! you're saying. Well, this is why. I think I think there is a pay gap. This is all. Yes. This is all opinion. Our show is opinion based. Please elaborate how there's a pay gap. I think it depends on the job. I don't like know. What, like, like what job? job? It, any job. So it's like there might be a pay gap. So um, there's plenty of actors that they have the same status of role, but the woman gets paid less. So why? does that actor bring in the same revenue for that movie as that actress? I, w- I would think so. Let's no, say, no, no, like, that's... if it's the same level of um, fame, same level of quality, oh, you know. Like, okay, they're... if you look at it that way. There they're... are professors that get paid less. There, There's a lot of Wait, different okay. industries. You can, hold on. No. You can't. Actors and actresses, you can't. Because let me put it to you this way. Me, for example, my favorite actress, my wife knows it as well, Scarlett Johansson. I will, ta- I will pay top dollar to go watch. Scarlett Johansson. Are there other female actresses that what is I would she doing in that top dollar show I, that I would be willing to go watch? No, there isn't. For me, preferences, Scarlett Johansson. I love a woman. But you know, I'll... there's statistics that shows for every dollar an actor or actress is paid, how much revenue it brings. If you look at those statistics, the pay is justified. Yeah, but hold on. Let me get to where I was going. As far as Scarlett Johansson is concerned, I would pay top dollar to go watch her. Right? But... What is she doing? <laughs> Black Widow. Black Widow. There you go. There what, you go. What's Ed's number? <laughs> Not that one, bro. Oh, jeez. But at, at one point in time, let me put it to you. There was act, there's actresses that that basically 
make much more money than Scarlett Johansson. Why? Because they bring in more revenue. Hence NBA versus WNBA, right? Uh, hence the, the they, Women's World Cup team. The other day, the there was World. a meme or an article saying the highest paid WNBA player makes $242,000 a year, while Stephen Curry makes 242000 every two quarters. Meaning... So he makes like half a million in 24 minutes. Bro, there was a guy that was outside of Staples Center saying, I'll give you $2 or I'll give you two tickets to go watch uh, the Sparks. And they took the $2, bro. Which one would you take? Huh? Which one would you take? I'd take... I take the tickets and go try to sell it for five bucks. I don't know, man. Shit. I think out of I think out of uh, I think out of the box. But bro, there's this is what you say when when they say that the WNBA or the women's soccer they're underpaid. You know what you go to them and say? Name five Sparks players. I think for sports it's a little different because it depends on how many people actually come and watch the game. But I'm talking about other like professions where. There isn't really a di- fame has nothing to okay, do with give me, you know? give me one profession. The only, the only, the only job that I see that there may be some sort of pay gap is in the corporate field. Why? I, th- that's, because women. I just look at it as more of a. Again, we're probably gonna get shit for this, but I see it as women being more of a liability than men. Being a corporate CEO or CFO, Who, where who's the CEO of Pepsi? It's a female. Ah. It's a female. Okay. But I look at it as, oh, she might get pregnant, she might leave. Whereas with a man, it's like, okay, it's so it's you more pay stable. her less for that? That no, doesn't make any sense. No, it's more of like, like I'm not saying because of that. I'm saying it's more of like a liability sort of thing. It's like, uh, will she, stick around? No, no, no. Will she well, stick around for hold, a longer hold on time? A hold on, I hold do on. not agree with the last okay. comment. Why don't you? Why don't you? <laughs> can we change the subject? No. You, you can Google. You can Google what the CEO salary of Pepsi was before this woman took over and compare. That's apples to apples comparison. You can't compare, let's say, Pepsi's female CEO to Amazon's male CEO because they have two different types of revenues, two complete types of companies. But compare a company that had a male CEO and a female CEO and see what the salary difference was. Well, and not only there will that, be none. And let me put it to you this way. If I, let's say, for example, if I'm going to be, uh, my CEO is retiring. Okay. And Pepsi's CEO is looking to you know, leave Pepsi and go to my company. And I interview her and I interview a couple of other, there's a high, there's, I, I'd be willing to pay her top dollar to bring her on because of the what experience. I've seen she done, she's done with Pepsi. Right. Because when they talk about pay gap, pay gap, pay gap, pay gap, okay, then why don't you just fire all the women, men, hire all the women, yeah, and basically if, save a bunch of money. If the pay gap existed, all the big companies would just hire women. Exactly. That would be the solution, right? Yeah. But but some th- things have pay gaps. I mean, maybe some industries. Again, name me but one then, profession. But then it's, men and women don't always do the same work, too. Name me one There's profession. There's industries then. women just don't get into. Can we change this topic? Yeah, we could. We could change Did you follow Andrew not, Tate, by the way, not, by any chance? Who? Andrew Tate. I honestly just found out who this guy was. Yeah. I don't, I don't just even. Just found out? I don't know anything about him. Oh, well, he's been, he's been I don't know this man. Social media now. Well, oh well. I think that nostalgia. Was why don't you give me an example of one profession that has a pay gap, please? It's I, I just love these generic comments that there's a pay gap, there this, but no example of it. Just one. How long are your guys' podcasts? As long as, as we, we want. want. To be. Really? I don't you know think people listen to all of this, do they? We have we have eighty-two people just on Facebook. Oh, hey. What do you Are you serious? 
I mean, like <laughs> after like, it's done recording, like at, like later, they, they listen to all of it. It's Do you way see? More of it. Uh, it depends how, on, on how entertaining on you. On Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, iHeartRadio, we get twenty eight thousand hits. But like, how much? Like, what's the percentage of listened? Like that they listened to a full podcast. As far as on, full on, episode on, on an average, our averages our averages hit forty five minutes. Yeah. So there's people that'll because I was like, I feel like this has been really long. It's been great. I'm not complaining. I was just curious. Everyone's saying, I think your guest wants to go home. No, I don't want to go home. Ar- actually, Armin says women get paid less because men ask for more raises. That's that another too? thing. Yeah. So well, women you don't know ask what? That women don't ask for raises because they're probably really. more afraid. Honestly, like my work background is very different than the average person, so I, I don't have. Um, much to say about it so <laughs> i i don't 95 percent of my employees are women and they have no issue asking me for a raise yeah and, and there's certain industries that are male dominated and there's certain industries that are female dominated that's what i was trying to say but let's let's switch switch it up a little so bit. what do you want to talk about i don't know what do you mean you don't know Anything You're telling us the switch topic, and you don't yeah. want to bring anything up, huh? Well, I brought up the dating, and then it turned into so you posted you, know, some, you posted something uh, a couple of days ago. As far as you asked your your followers, what should we talk about? What did they say? What did they, what did they, say? they say? I know you said they there wasn't much as far. They as... didn't really ask me questions. It was just random statements. I was like, "This but was you guys, did you guys not understand DMs? the question? Were they asking us questions for you to ask us? They're Is like, no, cool? it was just random stuff of like some. One of the comments didn't even make sense. I'm like, that's not even a full sentence. So, um, let's blast them. <laughs> there, there was one person that asked. You know, how do you pray for Armenia during this time? Like, what's a proper way to pray? I was like, all right, well, that was the only question. The, we the other I one we were going to get into Armenia. We weren't going to get into the politics of Armenia because I don't want to talk about that. But, but you've you know. been one of the people that's talked about praying and met yeah. people, brought out groups of people to the park to pray. Yeah, and we have another one this Friday. It's um, a great chance to let people know. Yeah, so this <laughs> Friday. Me, this Friday, let me actually pull up the, I can't remember the name of the, <laughs> the, the, the church. Okay, it's at Christ Armenian Church at 4441 La Crescenta Avenue at 7.30 p.m. 14? Uh, <laughs> La Crescenta. Um, yeah, we're going to, you know, there will, it'll open up with some, like, worship and prayer and then i'm going to speak a little bit teach a little bit and then we're going to pray as a congregation um i think it's important i think for a variety of reasons and especially for you as a person you know i had a lot of people hate on me when we posted the the first prayer thing i got attacked by so many people that i had from to our just, community or yeah from the we have in our from the yeah it was it was a lot of armenians that weren't yeah, happy can you imagine like being mad that people are praying like what how that's just so weird just to me involved in religion that's you know and it's but it's not even just like being involved in religion it's this thing of like people would attack me like praying doesn't work i'm like did I say just fold your arms and sit there? Go do things too, you know, but praying does work because prayer is uh, has changed a lot in my life. I've seen a lot of miracles happen in my life. I've seen God show up in very dramatic ways that you you there was no other way of it being, ha- you know, of it happening if it wasn't for God. And then two, you have to understand like people need help with their mental health right now. 
And so religion is praying, one of praying and meditating is very important for your own stability. Okay. Third, and I talk about this, I'm like, there is a, there is this spiritual world, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you believe it or not, it exists. And it's important we pray because, you know, things in the physical reflect what's happening in the spiritual. And I don't have time to explain all that right now, but it is a thing and it is real. Can and I ask you a question when, since we're on this topic? Yeah. Do you think the Armenian church is where it should be today? I don't understand what you're asking me. Or is the Armenian church playing the role that it was supposed to play today? Are you talking about the apostolic Orthodox church? Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, because there are Armenian me, churches that okay, are Orthodox. That, that's where that's where we're gonna get to. Okay. So to me, that's the Armenian church. Anything outside of that, that's that's completely different. I mean, why? What's an Armenian? What does that mean? That statement. There is a there's a Christian church, and that's it. There's no such thing as an Armenian church. Jesus was not Armenian. No, I never said that. Right. So when we make the statement of like the Armenian <laughs> church, <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean? Like the apostolic church, like you said. Okay, but the apostolic church is a Christian church uh -huh. that happens to be involved with Armenians. You know, it's not the Armenian church; it's the church that is filled with Armenian so, people. So the Armenians have the Arakelian Yegeretsi, huh. right? Okay. Anything past that, what do we consider them? It's still a church. Listen, there is this false because idea. They exist. So the reason those other churches exist, is that the failure of no. the apostolic no, church? No, I think there's not? a... No, listen, I'm not apostolic. I don't go to an Orthodox church, and that bothers a lot of people, and I don't care. And... Oh. And here's the thing. It's like we have this idea that the first and right church is the, is the apostolic church, and that's just not true. That's, now you're becoming more religious versus what is real and what is true. There is Christianity. There is the Messiah, who is Jesus, that came to give people life, and he came to make dead people come alive. Outside of him, you don't have the fullness of life that you could have, and you don't have eternal life outside of him. So the apostolic church, and I don't know a lot of the history of the apostolic church, but this idea that if it's not apostolic, then it's a cult. That is ridiculous. That's not what cults are. You know, um, there are different forms of churches. So what about churches that aren't Armenian? Are they all cults? What about churches in Germany? They're not Armenian apostolic. No, the, I didn't say every. I'm not saying you. World I, has to be a, right, but I'm not saying you. But but there is this idea: if it's not Armenian apostolic, it's a cult, and that's what a lot of Armenians, such as myself, who is not apostolic, has been persecuted by other Armenians. Why don't you clarify what your comment? Then? What do you mean? You expect us to read into it? Why don't you? Clarify no, what you mean by this comment. Religion is the last thing I can talk about. I've but you brought it up, though. But that's you what brought up I was church. taught as a kid. That what were you taught? Right, and it's a false idea. It's this. Wait, what so were you evangelicals about? are Christians. Yes. But then why do they push more towards the uh, advantage of Jewish culture when they're evangelicals and supposed to be Christians? Cri I don't get Cri a lot okay, of things that me, are confusing to sure, me sure. because I'm not a religious yeah, person. Yeah, so let me explain. Look, I say the Orthodox the Church, right? But when do I go to church? Right? So no, I understand. And that's like a fair question. If you don't know, no, yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. I'm cool. Like, I'm so I lost. spiritually. 
I have spiritual beliefs. Mm-hmm. But the church to me is just a place. That's all it is. So the, I use my home. So That's according it. to the Bible, the church is not a building. The church is living, breathing people. Wherever people gather. It's a place of gathering. No, 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 no. That's a building. The church, when the Bible talks about it, it says that Jesus died for his church, for his bride. The church, capital C, not lowercase c, capital C, are, the church is all believers. So if I am a believer in Jesus, you're a believer in Jesus. We are the church. We, you, you and I are the church. Whoever's praying together. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a building. And that's the misconception. That's what people don't understand. And then also, to be a Christian, you accept the Old Testament, which is very Jewish, and the New Testament, which is still Jewish, right? Jesus was a Jew. He wasn't from, you know, Yerothmas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's from Bethlehem. <laughs> he was no. born in Bethlehem, raised um, in Nazareth. So where does Jehovah's Witnesses fall into all this? Oh, They're not Christians. They think they are, but that's a, that is a cult. That, that's where I was trying yeah, to take Brad, all this. Recruiting. You're at my door the other day. So to, to, why you should read the, the Apostles' Creed. Church. Why I was talking about the failure of our church is the fact that cults like that exist. Right, but that has because nothing to do with the recruit. Armenian church. Jo- Jehovah's relevant? Witnesses started in America. What does that got to do with no, that? No, no, no. I'm talking about our community. Okay, it's let me. Big today. Let me. Let me. Jehovah's Witnesses are huge in our community. Let me I understand, but they're huge in it, a lot of different communities. Okay. Yes. Let me explain what, in layman's terms, what Ed is trying to say. Ed wants to know why the church, Armenian churches, the Armenian leadership has not shown more of a hasn't taken more of a leadership role when it it's comes supposed to, to have a role. The war in Armenia and yes. See, I didn't know that's what you were asking. I'm sorry. That's where I'm going. Yeah, just, that's why I keep my on. wording was horrible. No, honestly. your wording went into multi-level marketing pyramid. <laughs> how come the Jehovah's Witnesses sell their catalog on Amway, and how come I can't sell my catalog on? Why is Jesus Christ on the Jehovah's Witnesses catalog? <laughs> you went into Tom Cruise and Scientology, and anyway, that that's his question. But at the end of the day, he says vote Rick Caruso. I don't know. I don't know about their role in the war, and that's the kind of stuff I stay out of. Um, I don't have enough information to answer that. I don't know. Um, my role and my expertise, I should say, when it comes to things of faith, is what does the Bible actually say? What it, you know? What is God's character like? Spiritual life like? That's part of who I am, and I actually was a preacher for a long time. Did you study theology? I did. I went to Bible school, and I taught a lot of people um, about God and what the Bible says. And when I did my play productions, I actually taught stories that were rooted in biblical truth, and I would get up at the end of it and share a little bit about God and, and ask people to come forward, and we would pray together. And I've seen a lot of people's lives changed, and I've also seen a lot of very crazy things that um, you know, you, you probably see in movies, but it's very real. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're yeah. good? Yeah, we're, yeah, right. yeah, we're good. We said Armenian. Ani says hi from Armenia. Ani Simonian. Hi, Ani. Hi, Ani. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, go ahead. No, no, I just, sometimes we just got to break things down. Ed, Edgar's thoughts are all over the place, so. Yes, definitely. That's gotta, why I have these guys. We got to unpack it for you. Was it this yes. one? That's mean. <laughs> I know. No, I appreciate your question. Uh, anything else you guys want to 
talk about before we call it a night? Rosanna? Were there any questions? <laughs> any questions? I mean, there's... Uh, here's the thing. With our, with our, with our Monday night community... Yeah. Is there, we've noticed we have a Monday night community, and then we notice we have a after the podcast community. <laughs> <laughs> the Monday night community is kind of just conversation between each other. And where's Sep? Sep has been in my. I think you guys, you guys drew it like. And who Sep, was the guy Sep. that would? I feel date? like this was a really intense episode. It was supposed to be funny, and it was not funny whatsoever. You haven't think. seen intense. We had episodes <laughs> pulled this from is YouTube. Not intense. Really? Oh yeah, we've had we've had. Ben no, this was. I felt like this well was behaved. kind of like heavy. This was like a was heavy. It? Very well behaved. Yeah, yeah. it's a podcast. Dude, people think of it like, like it's an interview. I had jokes prepared, and I didn't tell well, them. That's, <laughs> that's not funny for. now. What do you mean? It's They're not, not funny, funny now. No, it's too well, late. That's what we were trying <laughs> to get out of you. You had jokes prepared. See, that's the thing. You never can prepare. Mm. You just got to show up. What is this one, dude? Let's try it. Oh, oh man, that's nice. better. No, but seriously, dude. Give us, give us at least, at least one, one joke. Let's, let's, let's close it on a, on a joke. On a See, now I feel pressure. Oh, it has geez. to come naturally. But what was so intense about it? The fact that... I don't know. I just felt like we you? were... That's it. No, no, no. no. I, I like it when people disagree with you me. Didn't, you didn't feel a lot of... I just felt like it was like really deep and, you we know... toxic. I want to speak to the manager. Not, none of that. N- no. My thought was, oh, I was going to come and make you guys laugh, and then I... We're ready. And then I didn't. We're ready. We're not an easy. Do you want me to call crowd. the manager over? No. <laughs> <laughs> no the thing, the thing, <laughs> our producers and the, the big the misconception people have about this podcast is they think it's like this scripted kind of. Uh, you have to ask this question, this question. No, bro. This is our up. show. We sit down. We have a conversation with our guests. And yes, every now and then, either it's Armun, myself, or Ed. We'll, you know, we'll go into the comments, and if there's something that's worthy enough, or it's something that's worth bringing up to the guest or to the conversation, yeah. we'll bring it up. If not, I mean, I mean, I think like Vic said, anecdote bot. <laughs> yeah, like somebody. Imagine if somebody says, like, can you ask Rosanna what her favorite color is? We're not going to ask no, her what her favorite really color is. Well, like, there's we a really good question though. They want to know if you're conservative or progressive. I don't know what that means. What is? What is are you, are you, you got to define player. those terms the way you think they mean. Everyone do you know the difference? Nowadays they call it right and left or no? Right, but when people say conservative, my definition of that will probably mean something different than yours. Why? What is well, what is cuz each person has a different thought. So and what does progressive mean? Yeah, what's progressive? Progressive means you don't know the difference between a male and a female. Yeah. That's progressive. Or yeah, or yeah. Well, I, and progressive in which sense? Like like we've had guests on where we ask them how many genders are there, and they go like thirty-seven. Yeah. Uh, and then we've had guests where we ask them how many genders like, there are, they go two. Like tomorrow, I'm going to be applying for a uh, for a grant. It's specifically for women replacement. Women. What? <laughs> Is it hormone replacement? Yeah, women who've had hormone replacement and are now applying or and are now self-employed, trying to run a business but can't identify as a man or a female, a uh, man or a woman. It's a $200,000 grant. Hopefully I get it because they can't. Are there any, any other women applying or no? You can't call them that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You have to take, throw that out the window. Yeah, throw that out the window. Just call it a. <coughs> Sip is here, guys. Sip is here. Look at that. As soon as you mention yeah, gender, he pops, right gender up. He pops yeah. up. As soon as we talk about the LGBT. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey guys, I'm here. Don't forget oh, about he's me. He's probably going to show up to that Burbank community event. <laughs> so, so what? What? What would you consider yourself? Conservative. Conservative. Or... Conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck well, off, guys. What does it matter, really? Like, I don't. You don't have to answer. Just it's out, a secret. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. None of that <laughs> pertains to me, but I do want to hear a good joke. Do I get a better interest rate? Being in this you could small. identify as a veteran and get a really trying to good think of a rate. joke. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Joke Shit. About these I don't know anymore. anymore. I don't know no. anymore. I really They're don't both know safe. anymore. Uh, uh, like, like, did you see that Burbank? What does a uh, Abaranti call Jermuk? Yerniki Kampot. Those little soft. I mean, little mean. Since we're about to. Uh. Oh. Uh. Shoot. Uh. I didn't realize that was. That's a really old joke. I know, I know, but it just hit really hard right now. Sorry. Never, they're going to attack you right now. Uh, Sorry. Um, anything else you guys want to chit chat about before we call it a night? Are we done? What is a woman? What is a woman? <laughs> By Matt Walsh. Go read the book. Go watch the documentary. I actually uh, do want to watch that. Uh, go watch it. You'll yeah, love it. seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, it's. Uh, I've seen it's on rerun at my house all day long. It's it's it's. I just don't go home. So it's intense. Uh, Rose John, thank you. So, can I call you Rose? Yeah. So many course. people are saying stay on, guys. Yeah. Well, keep going. Stay keep on? going. What guys, are you okay, hold on. We're calling you it a night. Questions. It's oh. almost ten yeah, o'clock. It's ten o'clock. We're calling you tonight. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday to be with us. Thank you for having me. We really me. appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you back in the near future. Yeah. And hopefully you won't be single then. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see. see. Well, maybe we'll help Rosie yeah, take care of this issue. I love that yeah. one. But here's the thing, guys. The you guys, Costco chick that's you those underwears. That's 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 legit right there. Yeah. But here's the thing, guys. Um, you're asking us to stay on, stay on, stay on. Well, here's some good news. Uh, for those of you who aren't following us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram because uh, you get up-to-date news as far as who our guests are going to be. And tomorrow, we have a special guest. Jibo Hopar from Sweden will who's be with Jibo? us. Hey. He, well, you think it's going to be a funny show or are we going to diverse into I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. He's really funny. Yeah. Have but you met him before? Not in yeah. person, just online. Online. Have you guys conversed? Mm-hmm. There you go. See, He's a good go. guy. Cool guy. Uh, yeah. So tune in tomorrow, 7.30 p.m., YouTube, Facebook. Jibo uh, Hobar will be with us. And for today's episode, you'll catch it manana on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and all major platforms. So everybody, have a great night, and we will see you guys tomorrow night. Peace. 7.30 p.m. 7.30, with same time. Jibo Hobar. Same place. Body Gishiranuts. Armand Hopar will be here too. Body Gishiranuts. <laughs>